Hello and welcome to a special edition of the Big Recon on Sports Podcast. I am your host, I am the Big Recon, and it's April 23rd, 2020, which can only mean one thing. Round one, 2020 NFL Draft. We got the intro on TV, we got a special guest tonight. It's our first live hit on YouTube ever, um, so I want to thank everybody who ends up showing up uh, for coming in, but we got a special guest tonight, I'm going to bring him in right now. We've seen him on our show before, Frank from the Clubhouse Sports podcast, Frank, we've done two mock drafts together. We have discussed the draft on Twitter together, and here we are in round one. Thank you for coming out tonight. I really appreciate it. Of course. Thank you for having me on. No problem. Um, Now, we had kind of tossed around what we were going to do before we got into the draft. Obviously, we know you and I were joking. It starts at 8, but we won't hear the first pick till like 8.30. Um, So let's start with the big news. Obviously, we've all had to digest from ESPN and NFL Network and everybody else and their mother, that, oh my God, Tom Brady went to Tampa. But now we get the big news, that his running buddy has now gone with him. Do you see Gronk being more of a placeholder and a red zone guy because they have O.J. Howard? Or could Tampa trade O.J. Howard and try and move up the draft to get some help elsewhere? Uh, Well, there's tons of things to unpack here because... Gronk's coming out of retirement. Uh, he lost a bunch of weight. He's not in football shape right now, we assume, but there's time to get back into football shape. So, like I said, tons of factors. Brady's also creeping up to 45, so we'll see how he plays. He's uh, actually older than me, which is hilarious. Yeah, and he's playing NFL football at the highest level. There's that. But, um, I, I so I'm not going to answer whether or not Gronk's going to be an impact because I don't know. And I don't want to say, yes, he's going to come back and he's going to score a bunch of touchdowns. He's going to get a bunch of yards because not only is it an unknown how he's going to play, but there's also a bunch of things going on around him on that offense. But I think you could sell OJ Howard uh, to other teams as a commodity. He is a hot commodity once he leaves the Buccaneers because of his pass catching ability. However, um, he wasn't getting a lot of usage in Tampa Bay to begin with, and now you have Brayton, who just restructured his contract, and, of course, Gronk. So uh, I don't see his usage going up, even if they were to do two tight end sets. So I think you can trade him and get extra draft capital, maybe draft a pass catcher running back with, um, in addition to Javon Kinlaw and an offensive tackle, then you can get all three of your most pressing needs. And possibly a cornerback as well, depending on uh, how it falls. Well, yeah, because we all know Brady's got a two-year deal. I don't see him playing beyond that two-year deal. I don't care how much he seems to think he can. uh, Because as I sit here um, at 41 years old, uh, my back hurts. Um, (laughs) As you get older, stuff starts to fall apart. It's not about... uh, it's not about the TB12 anymore. He is getting older. We also saw his arm isn't as good as it used to be uh, last yeah. year. So will the extra weapons turn Brady into what he was five years ago? Probably not. But I, re- I, I think he'll have a good year. I think the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers might be the favorite uh, in the NFC South. Even with Drew Brees back on that deal. Although adding Emmanuel Sanders now makes New Orleans that much more filthy. And I think we also have to see what the Falcons do tonight um, and tomorrow. 
because uh, they have that offense, and the offensive line needs some retooling. But obviously, you have Matt Ryan, you have Todd Gurley, you have Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. Um, so it depends what they do on defense, if they can get some pressure off the edge as well as secondary help. I think they're a couple years away, but they're also a player in that division. Well, when we did the mock draft with Sonny, I, I went edge on them because uh, they do need to – They need, first of all, that's been their Achilles heel. They haven't right. recovered defensively since they blew the lead to the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Um, but, yeah, they have to go defense. I don't know about secondary. I think there's enough dudes that you can get later in the draft. Um, I don't think Arnett's going to go in the first round, although I'd love to see it. Uh, as I mentioned before, I have two of my first-round Buckeye brethren in the background. 2006, Nick Mangold played his entire career for the New York Jets. And, of course, from Nordonia. Nope, that's the wrong one. From Nordonia to Ohio State to the Cleveland Browns, first-round pick Denzel Ward, all-pro cornerback. Well, Rodgers doing the COVID-19 intro with all the pictures of the first responders, who, if anybody listens or sees this that is a first responder, thank you. You guys are doing a lot more than what could ever have been expected of you. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, this night could be crazy. I know I had mentioned we were talking before, the mock draft that the NFL did for this was an absolute cluster. And I know McAfee and Rich Eisen, they were having a blast with it. This is going to be interesting, man. This is the most excited I've been for a draft in I don't know how long. I don't think ever. Maybe the Pennington draft. And that's 20-some years ago. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm a big draft guy. We know... uh... You've heard me talk about all the players and their their strengths and their weaknesses, so I'm doing a lot of work on it anyway. But there's obviously there's nothing else going on, so that's a piece of it. But yeah. I am getting sick and tired of talking about these players. I'm, I'm <laughs> going to be completely honest with you. So I just want to sit back and react um, and give a couple more takes as we go. But uh, I'm just going to enjoy this. I think I think it's going to be an enjoyable night. Um, so anybody watching the live stream out there, uh, it's still on a zero. My family promised me they'd be on here. Now I'm at. You know, hopefully we get some comments tonight. Um, I hope that people throw absolute monkey wrenches in here. I really do. Because this is, it's already going to be a pretty long night, but this could be something epic if someone does something crazy. Yeah. All righty. Come on, Roger. We understand you want people to boo you, but stop talking. He's still running his mouth. And now some dude is playing the piano. Oh, it's Harry Connick Jr. That's a pass. That's my guy. All right. So I uh, saw him in concert years ago. Yeah, so what I wanted to ask you was the Simmons thing. Okay. Um, you want to delve more into how you would feel about Simmons going to the Browns? Um, it depends what they do outside of that. If they trade, like um, I had mentioned and we'd seen on Twitter today, Andrew Berry has been after the Redskins for Trent Williams. Uh, of course, Williams has had a very rough time in Washington. He basically didn't pass a physical because he said he, his helmet was too tight. Weirdest thing I ever heard. But he's still an all-pro offensive lineman. He still could go to a Pro Bowl, and he still fits the need, especially with Jack Conklin now on the right-hand side of the line. If... Um, my buddy Nick is actually watching the stream. He just sent me a text. Um, so if the Browns make the deal for Trent Williams, 
and I think it's going to take the, either the 41st pick or their first third round pick to do it, they're going to be able to now draft him, draft Williams, and like I told you, I'd go out and sign Jadavion Clowney, put him on the other end of the line. Because Garrett's going to be angry. Yeah. Well, right. Yeah, I, my other question I had for you is you mentioned you trust Gettleman now. What is the pick that would make you untrust Gettleman tonight? I think any huge reach. I'd be even, uh, you know, welcome to Becton at four. But if you're going to take, like, Isaiah Wilson or, you know, Antoine Winfield and you're not going to trade down, then, you know, I'm good with getting those guys in the second round. I'm good with even getting, like, a Cesar Ruiz if you want to trade down to 16. It's not. Ideal, you know, with how it's supposed to play out. But again, it's the draft, and GMs obviously assess players differently than me or you do. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, this is definitely going to be an interesting one. Uh, Ruiz, of course, is the interior offensive lineman from that garbage school in that state up north. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm wearing the scarlet and gray. I can't say it. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh. So, yeah, now we're back on another commercial. It's odd that the game that has an hour time limit takes four hours to play, and now the draft, which could be done in two hours, is going to take four. There's no stage. There's no people. What? Come on! Yeah, it's, I, I think it's the... Uh, there's a lot of moving pieces, like I said before, so it might make it harder to make it go faster. That's true. And if it's as bad as they said it was on Monday, it may just be terrible from the get-go. Hey, as long as we get the pick somehow, I love a lot of these players in this draft. No, I know, and I've said it before. You break down film pretty well. I mean, it's the just the conversations you and I have had between the mock drafts we've done really the last two years has been it's it's really good. Thank you. I'm not not the only one doing that stuff. No, I know. And your buddy who plays defensive back at your high school is really good, too. I I, I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched part of it and listened to part of it. But you guys, I I do this as a fan. He was breaking it down technical. It was nice. Yeah, as a a player, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And he's going to be on the uh, recap on Saturday. uh, Oh, I'm in. So then, yeah. Okay, cool. So you get to talk to him. Nice. Nice. Um, one other question for you, and it's not so much draft as it is basically going into the season. Everybody's been talking about all the team's big needs for the year. Do you have a player in his second or third year that you think is going to step up and be the guy for his team? Uh, I, You know, I hope Baker does that. Uh, I know you want Daniel Jones and Saquon to keep progressing. Is there another player in the NFL you see being able to do that this year? I, I think the first one that comes to mind is Devin White. Um, okay. He had a pretty good season on film last year. I'm not sure what the stats are off the, top, off the top of my head, and I don't know if you remember, but I really, really loved him coming out of LSU. Yes, you did. Uh, I was really pressing for uh, him to go to the Giants. <laughs> Didn't happen. Didn't happen. So... It would be really great to see him uh, continue his trajectory, I guess. Okay. Um, well, we are still 
now the Pizza Hut commercial's on. What the? Uh, the Colts. I had to answer a football question for my dad. <laughs> what do you ask? Where did Philip Rivers end up? That's that's another interesting one. Do the Colts go quarterback in the first round? I can see them trading up for Love, yeah. And you think it's you think Jordan loves the guy? At that point, yeah, maybe you take Hurts, but I think Hurts. Uh, I don't know what Frank Reich. They could do some interesting things with RPOs, I guess, with Jalen Hurts. But I don't know if the offense. I don't know if the whole team is built the way. I guess it is because you have the speed with T.Y. Hilton. You have obviously one of the best um, offensive lines in the league, and you have a guy you could play off of. Um, not very as dynamic as maybe Saquon is, but Marlon Mack is serviceable, mm-hmm. and you could play off of him with with some RPO, uh, some fun stuff with that. So maybe Jalen Hurts, but I think Jordan Love has a higher upside as a thrower of the football. Okay. So. Um, yeah, I I, I, I could see Jalen Hurts maybe on the Saints or the Patriots because you get to sit then um, with the Saints, see what the Patriots do with Jared Stidham. That is one of the things that I've been like going back and forth with is I know it's Belichick, but Jared Stidham, and I try not to do this with players, I'm usually very positive, but he doesn't look like an NFL quarterback. Neither did Matt Castle. Yeah, and neither did Daniel Jones uh, at, before. At the, Duke, uh, it's it's weird. All right, so it looks yeah. like Trey's got this giant wall. Are you watching the ESPN feed? No, my uh, my stream, uh, I can't get it without the, uh, I'm doing the draft-a-thon. I, I, I had the draft-a-thon thing up. Okay. Um, and that wasn't a normal stream, so I didn't want to watch it. And then uh, you have to sign in with a TV provider to get it on the internet. Gotcha. So it's not really... Um, yeah, they, working. so you're my source actually. Gotcha. Well, I'm going to turn the volume on every time a pick goes on. Um, so he looks like he's got this wall here, and in one side you got the AFC teams, the other side you got the NFC teams. Um, obviously, we have AFC at the top of the draft. We all know who's going. Um, but now he's got. There's a bunch of Bengal fans, and oh, they look crazy. I want to hear this. It would be the third straight year that the Heisman Trophy winner was taken. Oh, he's just talking about Burrow. Um, who was the other one? The other person you're forgetting in, in Indianapolis is if he's not, uh, if he's healthy, is well, Brissett, but I was going to say Paris Campbell, who is an absolute speed burner. Oh. And, you know, with the... If they take a Jalen Hurts with the RPO, you have the pop passes, you have the jet sweeps, you have this, that. That dude can just straight out fly. Um, Roger's talking again. Let's see what he's got to say here. Sharing that special moment with a player when he is selected is a big highlight for me. Oh, he's talking about hugging the players. But I sure will. And when Danny Shelton tried to kill him. We'll boo you, Roger. I promise you. We will boo you. Here we go. Oh, he's got live stream fans booing him right now. And that's Michael Strahan doing it. That's hilarious. <laughs> so he's playing into the bit then. 
Yes, I can hear you from my basement, so keep it coming. Lastly, the best part of the draft is that it restores hope and generates optimism. This is great. Every team gets better through the draft. No, they don't. He said every team gets better through the draft. No, they don't. That's the hope, I think. Well, the draft is officially open, and the Bengals are on the clock. Let's see if they do... There's no countdown on the on the clock, which usually it's what ten minutes. Um, yup. So you got Cincinnati and then Washington. Do you see Washington doing anything but taking Chase Young? Uh, I'm not the person to ask because uh, we did a whole mock draft, the whole writing staff over at TimesCute.com. Uh, shout out TimesCute.com. Go check out our articles. But um. Well we done. We did a whole mock draft as a group, and we came in and out. And actually, our uh, the site had took Justin Herbert at, at two. Really? To shake things up. Uh, I don't see that happening because I, I think Haskins, although it's a new coaching staff, although Ron Rivera might want to get his guy, um, I still believe in Haskins, even as a Giants fan. I, I liked him more than Daniel Jones coming out, and I think he could be a really good quarterback at this level. But, and obviously, I, I didn't even lead off with this, but Chase Young is probably one of the best players coming out that I've seen play football probably in the past, you know, decade. Um, just so dominant. All the skills, I've, I've gone over it plenty of times before. So it's yeah. really hard to pass up on probably the best player in the draft. Unless you're getting, like, tons of picks. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, and, you know, uh was it Kyle from out in the West Coast when we did the one with Sonny did the same thing. And he threw the monkey wrench. He took the quarterback at two for Washington. And then he had Detroit take Chase Young. Um, with everything I'm hearing on Twitter today, I think Detroit's going to take Tua. I think Okuda's going to fall. Oh, I, did, if the Giants even took uh, Okuda, I, 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 that's another one I'd be pretty, uh, I'd pr- be pretty stoked about. All right, there's a countdown clock now, but it doesn't look as long as um, the 10 minutes. And now everybody's on there. You got Irvin and Kurt Warner from NFL Network. Uh, Kuiper and his hair is there. Uh, Booger's there too, but I don't want to listen to Booger. Um, Kuiper's going now. It looks like it's... Maybe they are giving him 10 minutes. Holy cow, what they won't do for... uh, TV. You think we're going to start the season on time? Uh, that's another question. It's I'm a guy that, that likes to uh, use the podcast platform to use what, uh, to tell you what I see, not what I think. Um, that's why I do all the film stuff. But if I had to be, if I was a betting man, I'd say with everything going on, no. Honestly, um, and that's not because I don't think that September is going to be, um, you know, but you, you don't know how this virus is going to work. Um, you don't know how the random, okay, when we do go back to whatever normal life is going to be, yeah. you don't, you don't know what the, the group atmosphere is going to uh, turn out to be. Uh, I can't see without a vaccine and the vaccine is not coming by at least until next spring, probably longer. Um, I don't see people conjoining in, you know, 50,000 
seat stadiums. No, I don't either. I just I want to hear somebody else's uh, a take on it. I don't think it's going to start either. Uh, you know, not for nothing. Baseball is abs- It's killing me. It is absolutely killing me. Yeah. I actually watched SNY do a sim on MLB 2020, and Gary, Keith, and Ron broadcasted the game. I watched the whole thing. It was Verlander and DeGrom in Houston. It was great. Hmm. But that's where I'm at with baseball. Between that and playing uh, on my own PlayStation, I need the fix. Yeah, the only sports I've been, um, you know, obviously the only sports I like are football. And I, I, I'm with the, with the jiu-jitsu. I'm, I'm really getting into grappling, but also just the UFC. And that's probably going to be the soonest to come back. So I'm really looking forward to that. But on the NFL note, I think that, although I said the stadium thing might be an issue, obviously, um, we've seen that they're going to do a bunch of stuff. So obviously you can stream games, have a controlled environment. Like I think maybe the NBA still is going to do over the summer. Uh, yeah, I think they I think are they too. Can figure something out. I but, think they uh, are too. I, it's just so hard. I, I I don't know. I'm not the guy to ask. Obviously. I well, mean, listen, if if I had a way to interview Adam Silver, I'd do it. Uh, all right, here's one for you off topic since we're going to have to fill a bunch of time because for some reason there's still time on the clock. Um, yeah, they're going with the full 10 minutes. This is ridiculous. Uh, have you watched uh, the Bulls thing yet? The yeah. last dance? I haven't yeah. watched it yet. Oh, uh, you haven't? No. Uh, obviously, you lived through it. So uh, I did. Did you guys know, or did you guys, but did the public know, did basketball fans know that Jerry Krause was, was that way and that he was kind of a... Kind An of idiot? A, a jerk? Yeah, a jerk. A standoffish guy? Yeah, uh, everybody knew. Everybody. It, it, it wasn't hard to figure out. When you're arguing with a guy who's brought you five titles and you're ticking off the guy who's about to bring you six, uh, that's my buddy Nick. My buddy Nick is a big Bulls fan and a big Jordan guy. Him and I argue Jordan LeBron all the time. He just texts me, yeah, we knew. Because uh, remember, Kraus didn't just own the Bulls. Kraus owned the White Sox, too. Did he? Oh, okay, that, makes, that connection makes sense. Right. Um, so, yeah, we all knew Kraus was a jerk. But the problem is... <laughs> is he was winning. Because you figure in that six-year window, when even when Jordan went away, he won six titles with the Bulls, the White Sox won an, uh, an old American League Western Division championship and played Toronto 93 um, in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, what he did do to Pippen was wrong. Nick, I agree with you. Nick was telling me the other night, Scottie Pippen was 122nd ranked payroll player in the NBA in that final season. But he was on the top 50 of the first 50 years of the NBA. The guy was a throwback to, you know, Comiskey, who is the guy that caused the Black Sox scandal. Um, We have... Is that seven minutes? Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I think it's just kind of ironic to me. Maybe not ironic, but um, that you have all these guys that you have Jordan, who is uh, you know, willing to give that footage up for a documentary. He agreed to this. You have all those guys still alive and able to tell those stories. But the one guy that it's going to be focused on for the first couple parts of this documentary is unfortunately passed. Yeah. Um, and all, whatever kind of person he was, obviously rest in peace. Um, mm-hmm. 
seemed like he struggled for a long time with, uh, I mean, he was, he was what, five, four and probably a, a bit over a buck, maybe. There, double. there was some serious Napoleon complex going on with that guy. No, and the other thing that kills me about um, about that run with them is when they did the footage, I told Nick this the other night, do you know who the head of uh, NBA media was that year? No. Adam Silver. Oh. Do you know when Jordan okayed this footage being put into the documentary form? Uh, under 10 years ago, right? Like recently. June 19th, 2016, five minutes after LeBron yeah. James led the parade in Cleveland. And the pick is in. All right. So, so they're talking about Burrow and all his stuff in Athens. And, you know, he put up the, with the name on the back, the Burrow with spelled like the Bayou and... He just looked at his... He's got a Bengals hat in his hand. This is as bad as the Stafford and... and oh, what's his name years? And the least amount of speculation of the night is over. Joe Burrow is the number one overall pick to the Cincinnati Bengals. The third consecutive year, the Heisman Trophy winner goes number one overall. Of course, we start with Baker Mayfield to the Cleveland Browns in 2018, Kyler Murray to the Arizona Cardinals in 2019, and now the kid from Athens, Ohio, who wasn't good enough to start at Ohio State. Joe Burrow goes number one to the Cincinnati Bengals. Frank, we all knew it was coming. What do you think? Well, uh, I said it in our one-on-one mock draft with, uh, for my podcast, and I, we, you know, obviously, what else is there to be said? Um, he is the consensus uh, number one pick, and he is the uh, realistic number one pick, as, as we've seen. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. But although he was the best player in college football, 60 touchdowns, a gazillion yards, et cetera, et cetera, my thing with college players and draft prospects is you don't want to look at – um, obviously, there's instances where you do, but you don't really want to look at the stats and, uh, you know, you want to look at the film. Yes. And he, and he was great on film, too. I mean, there's nothing to be debated uh, except for maybe the arm strength, but his accuracy, his poise, his size is all um, very NFL level. Mm-hmm. And I think the Bengals can build something. And I told you this, this when we did the mock draft. The Bengals can build something really fun. Um, they have enough draft capital to build this offensive line this draft, next draft, and the draft after that, however long they want to go. If you want to grab Cesar Ruiz with number 33 or trade up if you have to, because I think his draft stock is um, rising. And obviously you have Joe Mixon there and Zach Taylor, who you could, like I said, with his own, like replicate the Rams with uh, Jared Goff and Todd Gurley and Sean McVay. You can, it, it, it's very similar if you could build a solid uh, offensive line in front of them. And I'm very excited to see what the, um, what the Bengals do. Yeah. There's really not much to build off what you said. Uh, I agree with you with the film. I think I mentioned this in our mock draft that you and I did. He reminds me of a more athletic Chad Pennington. His arm is not going to wow you, but there is a reason he's as good as he is. And he can put the ball wherever he needs to, when he needs to, he's got a little bit more. He can reach back for if he absolutely needs it, but 
Listen, this kid was a slam dunk. As I said before, he's an Ohio boy. I When Trubisky came out, there was a part of me that hoped that the Browns would draft Trubisky. Thank God they didn't. But, listen, it, 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 there, you really can't go wrong with this kid. I think he's going to be really good. I don't know if he's going to be... I don't know if he's ever going to be as dominant as he was at LSU at the next level. But I don't really think he needs to be. If Cincinnati actually builds this thing right, they can build the weapons. They already have A.J. Green. They already have Mixon, like you talked about. Uh, and they can make this thing pretty good. And they're showing him getting drilled against Florida. He can take a hit, too. He's a big boy. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I think we're, we're probably underselling how good he is by just uh, repeating ourselves. Mm-hmm. But he is that good. And I have an interesting question for you, and it's interesting given the circumstances. Obviously, this is pure speculation. Um but that's the game, right? We're, we're trying to have fun. Who do you think is going to be the best quarterback out of this class? Hmm, not your boy. Um, <laughs> not Tua. Uh, I, I can start there. I, I believe he will be third. Honestly, if I had a guess, Herbert. Because he's just too prototypical. Right, and, okay. And I watched a little... You know who he reminds me of? Uh, and it, I'm not saying he's going to be this guy. He reminds me a little bit of Ben. Okay. With um, a little bit of Ben with a better head on his shoulders. Uh, and Nick has told me he has an undeniable desire to succeed, which I think Burrow fits perfectly. And he thinks it's either Burrow or Herbert. If I had to go these two, I'd do Herbert 1, Burrow 1A. Um, but I think it matters where Herbert lands. If he lands somewhere where he has weapons, I think Herbert can be better than Burrow right away. Okay, so would you say that is the uh, that's the Chargers then? Um, honestly, it's Carolina. Yeah, I think you put a guy like Herbert, who can do it all, and has the arm talent, with a Christian McCaffrey, and you build the wide receiver because their wide receiver core is, uh, marginal at best. Uh, and you build their wide receiver core, you're talking about an elite off. You're basically talking about the team Cam took the Super Bowl. Right. Um, so, uh, Actually, you, you, I think you'd have to build a little more on defense for that to happen. Yeah. Uh, because they were a very prolific defensive team that year. Uh, however, Cam, I mean, was record-breaking. Mm-hmm. But you also had Kawan Short. Uh, I'm blanking on the, the secondary. They're, they're leading... Um, they were waiting cornerback. That was a while ago. I was 14. I don't, you know, younger than that. Yeah. 13. I don't know. Uh, you know, that was, that was the, I was a part of that, uh, that group of kids who was probably very high on cam. And I use that adjective now, but I wasn't using it back then. Um, because you know, he's very, he was a very flashy player. Um, yeah. Not who's the corner that, Carolina got rid of. He went to Washington. Oh, Josh Norman. Yeah, Josh Norman was the was the yeah. corner. I knew yeah. you'd remember. Yeah. Yeah, he's in. Uh, he's on not on the team right now. Oh, he's on the Bills right now. I think. That's right. Um. Yeah, my buddies tell me he likes Green, Boyd, Rose, Tate, and Mixon to go with Joe Burrow. I mean, that's that's pretty yeah. tough. And you got the big hoss in the middle, the offensive lineman Billy Price from Ohio State. Sorry, I got to do it. Um. Right. <laughs> Like I said, I got my boys behind me. 
no, I was good. I was I was really uh, with uh, Billy Price. Uh, was that 2018? And that was really the first year I was uh, really putting time into the draft. Mm-hmm. And um, I was really I liked him, and I liked his mobility. I liked his strength. Obviously, a lot of the traits uh, Caesar Ruiz has, but he's kind of been disappointing for the Bengals. Um, statistically, he's had a hard time staying on the field. Yeah. So if they do go interior offensive line with Ruiz, uh, I, this, I mean, I keep name dropping, but um, I, I think that the Bengals, if the Giants or the Cowboys don't get him, that's the team that Ruiz would go to. I got gotcha. you. Um, I don't, uh, I don't mean to interrupt you. Maybe you move him to guard or maybe you just trade Billy Price. I don't know what. I, I move him to guard. I move him to guard, but I don't mean to interrupt you, but Chase Young's on the phone and the pick is in. And by the way, it's Ross, not Rose. I read that wrong. John Ross, yeah. Yep, I read that wrong. So let's, now they're just waxing poetic, but let's talk about this will be the third consecutive edge rush, ed rusher to come out of Ohio State to go in the top three. Yeah, no matter what happens, yeah. Uh, it's, he was just on the phone. And, you got, and you'll have three Buckeyes in Washington with McLaurin, who was an absolute stud, uh, another overlooked second-round Ohio State wide receiver, Michael Thomas. Um, to go with Haskins and to go with Chase Young, which I think it's in. But here's the pick. Here's Roger. With the second pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, Washington Redskins select Chase Young. Chase Young, Ohio State. No surprises so far, and um, I don't think I will. I don't think I will be surprised because I've prepared myself um for anything to happen. <laughs> but uh, on Chase Young's no uh footing, I think that he uh. Obviously, another guy, there's nothing to be said that hasn't been said already. No. I think the, the only thing that could be said now that he's firmly in Washington is that Montez sweat off the edge with his length and his agility and his bendiness. And then you compare that with Chase Young with power and agility and his hand placement and his use of hands that is already so advanced. Um, it's going to be fun, and it's, it's, a good, uh, it's a good pairing. I agree. Um, you know, the... The big thing about Chase Young is you're talking Bosa Bosa Young in the top three. And the cool thing about Chase was when Nick Bosa got hurt two years ago, he had to step in and he did it. You had the big win um, against Penn State when he ended the game. And then you have this year, you 16 and a half sacks being suspended for two games. A lot of the draft people had said, oh, he'd go number one if he didn't fall apart in his last two games. If anybody paid attention and watched the tape, which I'm pretty sure you did, they were double and triple teaming him between yeah. uh, Michigan, be, uh, in the Big Ten Championship game against Wisconsin because he absolutely annihilated Wisconsin the first time. And then, of course, against Clemson, uh, he was getting double and triple teamed, and the three times he hit Trevor Lawrence, he knocked him down. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's funny because when I uh, was putting together my final mock draft, which dropped uh on tuesday i think i put it out but i was putting out together clips for the youtube and um i i went right to to find chase young clips i went right to that wisconsin game (laughs) that was going to be the one where i could find oh first quarter yeah i could just pull a couple from here and he's going to be uh in the backfield plenty of times so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go with that yeah that in penn state but you know what they just showed they just showed um the uh big 10 championship game when he ran down jonathan taylor on that fourth down play And here's the other thing, too. They didn't just keep him on the ends. He played some stand-up in the middle. He played some uh, down linemen 
off the edge too. This guy could play all over that front line. Mm-hmm. And God forbid they turn him into a 3-4 linebacker. That could be right scary. I, I don't think that's uh, I don't think that's the best use of him. I think obviously edge rusher is because of that um, the use of his hands and the way he can um, just blow past his assignments with side to side agility and then the power and the functional. It, it really just comes down to technique and functional strength with him. I mm-hmm. mean he's strong as an ox and he knows how to be a edge rusher already. So I mean it, it's no. There's a reason he's going number two overall. So. Yeah, yeah, and he can play. He plays well in the run game too. Yeah, they just showed a couple of those. Um, <laughs> could you imagine having to be the Buckeye offensive line going against him on one end and Bosa on the other in practice every day? Yeah, that's not. It. It's it's not cool. <laughs> uh, the big comparison they're putting up now is Jadavion Clowney. You think that's a uh, apt comparison? I think Chase Young's his own guy. I honestly think it's. it's I'm with you. Uh, he's going to be in ten years. He's going to be the guy that he, you're comparing edge rushers in 2027 to edge rushers in 2020 uh, and 2030. Yeah, uh, that's ten years. That's crazy. Uh, uh, Joel Klatt said he was the only one in this draft he saw with gold jacket potential. Yeah, and uh, a guy from PFF said that too. I think Mike Renner said. Um, oh, did Renner say that too? Yeah. Well, the pick is in at number three. If you had to put, <laughs> if um, you if you had to put, your boys are on the clock. If you had to put money on it, are they going chalk or are they going quarterback? Chalk I is think, Okuda. I, I think Okuda. I think you think Okuda. it's Okuda? Yeah. And that's the second time in three years two Ohio State players go in the top three. I'm and, just waiting for bated breath at the Giants. I think that's going to be the first surprise. <laughs> Don't forget them. I said I'm not going to be surprised, but they have so many options. It's it's like I, I Matt Patricia's putting the picks in with his kid. Oh boy, that's awesome. Uh, a kid from the area I live in up here uh, actually is the. Here we go. With the third pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select. They went chalk. Jeff Okuda. Maybe the best cover corner in the last couple of drafts. Uh, Out of Ohio State. He is... You and I talked about him, and I'm pretty sure you and I, when we did our mock, what was it? Right after the Super Bowl. The day after, yeah. It was the day after the Super Bowl, and we. this is what we said. We said Burroughs going one to Cincinnati. We said Chase Young number two to Washington, and we said number three was going to be Jeffrey Okuda. Yeah. Uh, out of Grand Prairie, Texas, he was the number one corner in the class of 2017, according to ESPN. He goes to Ohio State, so we see Urban Meyer's reach is still there. Listen, he can shut anybody down, and he yeah. proved it the last two years at Ohio State. And uh, I'm not well. First of all, I'm not going to take too much credit for predicting the uh, top three correctly because I mean it wasn't that hard. No, <laughs> but um. Uh, in terms of Okuda, I think the only thing I haven't mentioned, I've mentioned all his traits and um, some of his weaknesses. I mean, he, he, he can get beat off the line sometimes, um, get lost in his routes. But um, in terms of positives and fit, obviously you have the shutdown corner ability, but he's also moving right into a cover one defense that uh, you said you listened to Nate's breakdown. That is what Darius Slade did as soon as Matt Patricia came. So you're just sliding him right in there. Um, 
with a lot of the same shutdown um, technique. Yeah, and that's why I thought he was the natural fit here, especially Matt Patricia, because if you remember those New England Patriot defenses, and of course Patricia came from the Patriot system, um, they weren't built front to back. They were built back to front. Um, And of course Darius Slay, where did he end up again, Frank? Eagles, I think. Oh, yeah, the Eagles. Um, so having Slay, losing Slay or getting rid of him, whatever they did, I, I can't remember. Um, yeah. (laughs) So losing Slay, they needed to add that shutdown corner, especially in that division, because they're going to, I think the Packers are going to go wide receiver, which means now Aaron Rodgers is going to have a weapon. Not that he didn't have him last year, but yeah, I like Okuda here. I also like the fact he's not afraid to run up and slap somebody. Oh yeah. Uh, he's physical in the way I, I think that um, he's a good tackler, but um, he good can form. Also separ- he can also separate the ball from the receiver really well. Yeah, he did that in the uh, Fiesta Bowl, and look what happened. Yeah, I can't. I can't. And That's I think that, that, that kind of that kind of uh, pass interference is going to get called. Oh, oh knock it off! <laughs> that was a fumble. <laughs> You know it's funny. I have a, uh, I have an Ohio State shirt. I had custom done with the Fiesta Bowl logo on it. It's the jersey they did. It's a long sleeve T shirt, and it's got Big Recon on the back and the eighteen for the year I started the podcast. <laughs> I was hoping it'd be here. <laughs> uh, all right, so we're done with the first three. It looks like we're getting to our first commercial break. Of course, Frank's Giants are on the clock. Um, so. Let's bounce off the draft and go to something else uh, while we're waiting on the exorbitant commercials the NFL is doing. Uh, let's hit a little NBA. Okay. Um, if you had to pick it today, is LeBron James the NBA MVP? Yeah. Okay. Uh, just what he's done with, at, at point guard is is incredible. I think that's what's the scariest for me is that he'd win it as a point guard. It's just, it's not even cool. Again, I'm a Cavs fan. Um, it's not about being a LeBron guy. Uh, next time we do basketball one, you and I, I'll have the Larry Nance Jr. jersey on for you. Um, but I watched as much Lakers as I could. I watched a lot on YouTube with now nothing going on. I like it. I, I, I think he's the guy. Where do you see if they come back? Who do you think is going to challenge the Lakers out of the East? Does Toronto have another run in them? Are we talking Kemba Walker and the Boston Celtics? Uh, is Giannis going to get a finals match against LeBron? I, th- I think the Bucs is the, is the correct answer just because, um, not even, I don't, I don't know. But um, he's just so dominant. Agreed. And the way that the way that team is built, we saw last year uh, be introduced. I, I think that's a that's a winning formula. Yeah, me too. What, what do you think the overall problem with the Philadelphia 76ers is? Spacing still. Uh, Simmons starting to put it together, but it hasn't fully clicked where they're going to be that, um, you know, next level. But I, I think they're still almost there. Okay. They're but- right on the precipice. I guess. That's a big word for this late at night. Um, <laughs> yeah, I pulled that, that way back here. Yeah, that, that's from the I'm going to school online because of the virus thing right there. 
Uh, my buddy just actually sent me the text as you and I were talking. He said, just one word, Giannis. <laughs> for MVP. Or for the... Uh, for, I believe he said finals. MVP. And to answer Nick's question, because he's watching, I do like LeBron, but I'm a Cavs fan. I'm not a LeBron fan. Um, I don't follow him where he goes. I stick with the Cavs. And yeah, I think he's going to win the MVP too. Uh, you know, 6'9", 280, or 260 point guard. That's crazy. So, did you do any baseball studying? Because I know, because uh, I know you said uh, you were going to look into doing that going into this year before everything started. No, I'm delegating. I'm having. Uh, I had a guest on to complete. I just sat back and listened about baseball pretty much. Um, and then now, when, if the season does uh, start its way back, I'm going to have. Obviously, we brought Nate in for the DB breakdowns, and I have another set of friends that are more versed in baseball that I'm going to have do a couple episodes. A month, probably. You need baseball. All you got to do is call me, man. <laughs> I am, I am itching. I'll set you up with them because I I don't know a lot about baseball. I'm not a big baseball guy. I'm surprised, being from where you're from, you're not a bit. You're in Yankee and Mets like Mecca. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's 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 not. A, I don't have an un, no. It's not unorthodox. It's I love the NFL. And then I took up jujitsu, and I I love grappling because of that. I watched some wrestling as well, um, amateur wrestling, not WWE. Although all respect to those guys, um, still. Yeah, me but, too. And, and then and then the UFC as well. Um, that's those are the three sports for me. Um, and basketball here and there, I was able to pull together some words on uh, <laughs> a couple of your questions. Listen, it, I, my, one of my favorite shows I've done. I have two of them. And the favorite solo show I've done is I did a David Wright retrospective when he announced his retirement, which people asked me how much research did I do, and I said I didn't. I knew it. Um, and your pick is in, by the way. Uh, so, and then the basketball one you and I did, when we broke down free agency last summer for like an hour and a half, uh-huh. that was a blast, man. And you knew your stuff. You knew You broke down the draft there, too. Don't uh, don't sell yourself short in the NBA. You hang you do pretty good for that one. I'm surprised right. I did as good as I did. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I just yeah I just haven't been watching a lot this year. That's that's all. Um i I started watching the Cavs more once we got to late December, and I can just tell. I told you this over the summer. I absolutely love the the match of Darius Garland and Colin Sexton. I love it. You got Sexton who plays at a frenetic pace and you have um and you have Garland who almost looks like he slows the game down for Sexton. And my buddy thinks you're going offensive tackle. I think with reports I I'd, I'd um I'd agree with him. I I agree with you Nick, but um I still want Simmons. I <laughs> I, and if you're going to take Worfs here, I'm on board. The only guy I don't want, and Wills too, the only guy I don't want to take is Thomas. I think you should trade down here because if you're gonna, if this is going to be the pick, um, that's what they announce, uh, a trade down for Thomas um, just because he has a high floor but a low ceiling. And then Beckton, the opposite, yeah. low floor, high ceiling. So Yeah, I, I agree with you. If you trade down for those guys, Worfs and Wills are the most complete. Um, the most athletic and the most technical. Well, it's time, Frank. Here we go. 
the hog mollies, the big guys up front. Isaiah they think they're going up front. Davos Winnie has called him a beautiful football player. What will the Giants do? The pick is in. Let's go to the commission. With the fourth pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the New York Giants select Andrew Thomas. Andrew Thomas. Georgia. Who I mocked to the Browns at 10. The Browns aren't trading for Trent Williams. They're going to take Mackie Backton. Uh, let me give you a little background on Nick real, real quick that I've been going back and forth to. Nick and I are actually five hours apart in age. Oh, wow. We were both born, he was born before Super Bowl thirteen in January of 79. I was born after the game. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. People wonder, wonder why, uh, people wonder why him and I are the way we are with this stuff. But yeah, let me talk to the Giant fan. You went Andrew Thomas out of Georgia. What do you think? So let me say this first. I'm not mad because uh, although I do love the Giants, I love football. It, it's the NFL. It's not, you know, anything too serious. So I'm yeah. not going to come on here and be like, fuck that, fuck that. You know, <laughs> so uh, I'm happy with the pick. It's not a reach. I'm not going to come out here and say it's a reach. I just think, and we're gonna, we'll talk about it on a Saturday once I gather my thoughts more. But um, my thoughts are pretty clear with this. Worfs and Wills. Are better, um, Andrew Thomas. Third on my, uh, in terms of offensive alignment for me, what what does my opinion matter? You know, I'm just doing this for fun. But um, yeah, I'm not opposed to it. I think Andrew Thomas, um, he's good. I, I like his, I like his mobility and I like his size and his power. Um, mm-hmm. But I think if what Jason Garrett is planning on doing, and it depends on uh, this, might dead that speculation but if we go Caesar Weeze yeah, there's another name drop <laughs> uh, in the second round late first if we want to trade back in Jason Garrett has a history of zone blocking we might do that and I think that Andrew Thomas is not proficient in that aspect of football mm-hmm. but his mobility he's mobile, he's mobile enough and he's good enough in open space that that can be coached I think he has the traits to, to, to coach that I agree with you um, I think I'll be honest with you here. I think they took Thomas because I think Thomas was the better run blocker of the three. And yeah. they are going to be a Saquon Barkley-led um, offense. offense. And here's the funny thing. You ready for this? Did you see – Did I, were you able to see the uh, comment I put up? Uh, yes. That's my sister. <laughs> and Nick just said, yeah, they're going to screw it up. <laughs> Do you see the faith we have in the Cleveland Browns, Frank? <laughs> I wouldn't have too much faith either at this point. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I don't think they're going to screw it up. I think the next pick is going to be an absolute insane asylum because you're going to watch my head explode. Miami's on the clock. I think we all know where we're going. If they don't go here. I will be shocked, and I can guarantee you my phone is about to explode if they take who I think they're taking. If this has been tanked for Tua, I'm going to go crazy. You've heard me say it. I'm going to go crazy. Nick's going to blow my phone up because Nick's with you. He thinks Tua is the second coming. Um, so we'll see what happens. Oh, there he is. Whole family. That's cool. And it's his brother that's playing quarterback at Alabama too, right? Yeah. 
Wouldn't that be bad if they... Oh, they're in Alabama. Okay. Um, wouldn't that be bad if the, kid, if the brother's better than Tua? <laughs> and the brother's right-handed, so there's that. Um, All right. No hitch, I don't think. <laughs> I was just re-watching that the other day, too. And we were talking about the hitch with Boomer Esiason and Tebow and what have you. Yeah, I remember. Um, no, I love Tua, just because um, obviously there's the hits. Uh, which you know is a is a concern, and there is the hitch. So mm-hmm. um, a little a little alliteration there. But um, mm-hmm. in terms of his, his positives, I think his positives that way. The negatives, and we we talked about it. But the way he reads defenses, he'll throw to where you're not, which I think is really impressive. I agree. Um, so and he can see you coming across, and all those mental uh, processes of going through your progressions. Something Jalen Hurts uh, can't do, he'll throw to where you are and he'll really wait. Um, and he's not as good at that. No. And then the arm strength too. He has a he is a pro level arm. Oh no! I listen the the intan- the tangibles. I agree with you. But like I've said before, my only thing and the picks in the only thing I can say about that is who did he do it against? And Nick just said, and you know, I love Tua. Um. Tua's biggest thing is that if you have a good interior pass rush, you can get him off his mark and get him off his game pretty quick. He thinks he's more elusive than he actually is. Um, a lot of people have compared him to Russell Wilson. No, he. I think he's a better comparison as far as mobility to a Drew Brees. Uh, well, when Brees came out of Purdue. But let's see what happens. Uh, Lewis Riddick's on there right now um, giving his opinion. Who I actually, He's one of the few guys on ESPN I actually like. Um, when I was working from home today, I had the, my phone was off here playing kind of low. Uh, my sister says, good job, by the way, she's hopping off. Um, she's got to do dinner and stuff. Um, but anyways, uh, let's see what happens. I, I don't know, but if the Dolphins have enough draft capital to build him a line and build him an offense, so maybe Tua is the guy who knows. But they got the you know the seven pack as I'll call it. Across the top, it's uh, Trey Wingo, Kuiper, uh, Lewis Riddick, and Booger. On the bottom, it's some dude I have no idea who he is. He's definitely a reporter. Kurt Warner and Michael Irvin. So listen, they've got how many Super Bowl rings on that screen? They've got how many All Pros on that screen? They know what. The, and Kuiper, of course, him in that head of hair. That's all he does is the draft. Yeah. Okay, guys, the pick is in. Can we just find out who it is, please? Here we go. We're hearing it now. The pick is in. Let's go to the commissioner and see what happens. With the fifth pick in the 2020 NFL Draft. Can you hear it? The Miami Dolphins select Tua Tungabalawa. Quarterback, Alabama. Well, there it is, which means for the first time since... So anybody who's listening to the podcast, I got to do a little, um, I got to do a little housekeeping here. It's going to be a little broken up. You can only go for an hour on anchor before they tell you to do a different segment. Um, so we're just about to that hour now. Uh, and as we just heard, the Miami Dolphins strategy of tank for Tua has come to fruition. Tua Tonga Viola goes number five overall to the Miami Dolphins. Um, let's say it right now. He is not the second coming of Dan Marino. He's not. Um, 
Do I think he will be a very good pro? Yes, I do. I really do think he'll be a good pro. As I've told Nick and I've told you, my issue with Tua was never his talent. It was never his um, ability. It was always the hype after a game in which he played a half and the other team didn't prepare for him. His numbers against top 30 defenses in his full season as a starter, the year he finished second in the Heisman, were marginal at best. He had a barely above 50% completion percentage. It was, I think, a four-touchdown-to-interception split, and his average yards per game were down 150 yards from against better competition. There are no citadels, and there are no... um, there are, there are no Citadels. There are no Eastern Carolina A&Ts in the NFL. How he does from here remains to be seen. But you're the Tua guy. What do you got? Uh, like I said, I've said it plenty of times, the arm strength, the, the reading and coverages, um, that outweighs what I see because I'm, I'm the film guy. I'm a, Well, not the film guy. I'm a film, I'm a film you're guy. You're the film guy out of the two of us. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll say that. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I just think that that's obviously, or in my mind, that's more important, especially for a guy coming out. Once you get into the NFL, production plays more of a factor. But um, since they're at the beginning of the process, it's, it, you have to look, um, to me, at the, at the film. And, but but it's, it, 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 these are uh, very valid concerns from you, I, I think, on, on his uh, behest, I guess. So, like, I can't say, no, you're wrong, because we're both right. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of who... Uh, it's perception. Triumphs. Yeah, it's perception. Uh, yeah, and listen, I, I'm not the type of fan that wants any of these guys to go out and be absolutely terrible, unless they play for the Steelers and the Ravens. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but I don't want any of these guys to be... Um, to be terrible in the NFL. I don't wish that on anybody. Um, now they're talking about his touch on the deep ball. They're comparing him to Steve Young. That's an apt comparison. If you're talking about all-timers in the NFL, I think Steve Young's an apt comparison. Although Young did not have a hitch in his delivery. And I'm talking like he's pitching. Um, but yeah, no, I uh, I hope too is great. You know, I, I hope he plays well. I I just don't personally see it from the things I've watched when I've had a chance to watch. I mean, it's uh, obviously I'm a big 10 guy. Um, don't really like or watch the sec that much, but what I have watched, there are a lot of things I like. I just never saw him play really great against top defenses, which you've seen out of Herbert. You've seen it out of Burrow. Even you've seen it out of, um, Jalen hurts, just more legs and arm. All righty. Oh, you know Boomer's got more touchdown passes than Steve Young? Really? Yeah, he's got 247. Young's at 232. Uh, these are the top by left-handed QBs. Ken Stabler, 194. Mark Brunel, 184. And, of course, the man who changed the game, Michael Vick, with 183. Um, well, we got time because Mort's on there now and the pick's not in for the Chargers. So what else you got? <laughs> hey, since you like the grappling thing, are you going to wrestle next year? Probably, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, if we, depending on uh, the outcome of all this. Um, That's true. School. Uh, I don't know. 
But yeah, that's the that's uh, that's the hope. Very cool. Very very cool. Uh, yeah, I. That's something you mentioned the WWE guys later. A lot of them have amateur wrestling backgrounds. Yeah. Uh, Brock Lesnar was an NCAA champion. Of course, Kurt Angle won the gold medal in '96 in Atlanta with a broken neck. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I remember. Yeah, Brock, uh, Brock ended up being a UFC champion. Uh, that's, that's I watched. I watched the fight when he beat Chuck Liddell's face in. <laughs> yeah, I don't that's, really watch UFC fights as much as I am half Irish. I I like Connor, but it's not something I do. But yeah, it's uh, it, it, Brock's insane. Oh man, they're talking about Aaron Rodgers now. Yeah, that was out of prime Chuck, but still very impressive. Now they're bringing on Brady Quinn. Oh god. All right, let me hit the bathroom real quick before we get the next pick. All right, cool. So Frank's going to step away, so I'm going to talk for a minute. Um, we're going to talk about uh, just what's coming up next. We have the Los Angeles Chargers, who are in desperate need of a quarterback. Uh, we have the Carolina Panthers. Listen, Carolina has now parted ways with um, with Cam Newton. They have backed up the Brinks truck for Christian McCaffrey, and they have brought in Teddy Bridgewater to be the heir apparent. Um, in our mock drafts, guys have gone everything from defense to wide receiver to offensive line with Carolina. Me personally, with Bridgewater's injury history and the fact that you just paid Christian McCaffrey, you either need more weapons or you need a better line. That's where I'm going to go with that. Um, Arizona is going to go line to protect Kyler Murray. Um, I believe that at 10, the Browns are going to go line to to protect Baker Mayfield. Um, with Thomas off the board, I had mocked Thomas to the Browns. So we'll see what ends up there. And Frank is back. Nice shirt, dude. Thanks. You're welcome. I like the smiley face is nice. Um, hey, who's at nine again? The Jaguars. Are you a Gardner Minshew guy? Um, I don't know if, if I am or not. I think that uh, he's going to be a guy who is going to need everything around him to work. So... Uh, if they can get that offensive lineman at 9 or 20, if they can get even um, – I think the defense is telling in this draft is so potent that uh, you have Derek Brown, Javon Cantalaw, and I, then I missed the, I missed the announcement talking to you about your shirt. Justin Herbert just went to Carolina. I'm pretty sure. Blitzes might not be a- he's looking at – the pick's not in yet, but he's looking at his phone. His family was just hugging him. I wonder what that's going to be. Who went to the Chargers? Oh, no, I'm sorry. Herbert went to the Chargers. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so Herbert goes to the Chargers. Uh, what do you think? I'm higher on Herbert than I think a lot of people, uh, most people are. Uh, I just think that arm strength and that size and all the prototypical stuff you were talking about is really impressive. So, obviously, there's that boomer bust. Uh Either scenario could play out, but again, any quarterback could be boomer bust. That's true. Let so, me ask you. Let me ask you a question off, to, off about Herbert that's never been mentioned. Are Herbert's numbers and his play at Oregon were they 
more highly scrutinized because of Mariota? I don't think so. Okay. It's fair. Two different quarterbacks. Um... Yeah, I see. I I liked Mariota. Of course, my most recent high, uh, national championship came at Mariota's expense. But I, I, I don't know. It's because Oregon changed their offense when Herbert became the starter and they got rid of the Chip Kelly uh, run 900 plays in 30 seconds type of offense. But I just love this kid's arm. They're showing some highlights now. He's, he's decently mobile. He throws well on the run. That's a dime to the to the sideline they just showed. Uh, he's good with the rush in his face. He can take the hit because of his size. It, it's somebody that the Chargers who need to build a fan base in L.A. around can do. Yeah, that, that's another point that I think that a lot of people bring up about the um, about the draw and the marketing for the team. Mm-hmm. That, that I think that is a little overvalued when you're looking at draft prospects. I mean, Bill Simmons talked about um, two of the, to the Raiders and two to the Chargers. Most of his uh, selling points for that were that we're moving to Vegas. We need a guy to sell tickets or we're moving to LA in this new stadium. We need a guy to sell tickets. And I think that's like, you know, it's important, obviously. I think it's more important than I'm probably saying it is, but um, it's not that important in terms of, grabbing a guy because is Tua really going to get butts in seats or would Brady have gotten butts in seats you know Brady would have gotten there? butts in seats Tua yeah. not in the first but Tua not in the first year I think if Tua would have had a great rookie year and then built on that that's when the butts would have been in the seats but the pick isn't at number seven for Carolina I don't know if you heard me when you stepped away for a second I actually uh was talking about what I think they're going to do I think Carolina is going to go O-line here to okay. protect their investment um. Sorry, I'm reading this thing from Nick. Uh, and here's some here's some uh, symmetry for you. You know the starting quarterback for the Chargers is right now. Tyrod Taylor. The last time Tyrod Taylor was a starting quarterback going into a season, who did that team take in the first round? Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. Not saying that. Herbert's going to be Baker in his rookie year, although Baker's rookie year was pretty impressive. Um, but yeah, Tyrod is a good guy to learn from, apparently. So there's that. Um, hey, let me ask you this. Let's talk free agency a second. Bringing Case, we talked about Case Keenum. Bringing Case Keenum to Cleveland to back up Baker. What do you think? Especially with Stefanski. On my, uh, on my. Personal recap on my podcast, uh, my friend who's uh, kind of low on Baker uh, was saying that you need Case Keenum to start, and uh, we were berating him, me, me and Nate, actually, uh, because that's, come on, that's... that's <laughs> the guy broke Peyton Manning's record in 13 games. Yeah, it, it's just, uh, yeah, so we put that to the side, but I that's an interesting that you bring that up, because you did bring up the possibility of maybe what... What are you saying in the fashion that Case Keenum... Like, what do you think he brings to the table? I think he brings an understanding of Stefanski's offense better than anybody else. I mean, think about it this way. Case Keenum was the guy who threw the pass to Stephon Diggs in the Minnesota Miracle. Uh-huh. It was a record-setting offense, and that was when Dalvin Cook was hurt. So Keenum right. understands the playbook Stefanski's going to bring in. You know, and, and I know Stefanski's the head coach, and we talk about... Um, he thinks Judy's going here. 
Um, I, I think bringing in somebody who understands Stefanski's playbook is going to be big for a guy who's trying to come off a bad year. But when you put Case Keenum in that room, you also are putting somebody with that kind of knowledge in the same offensive room with Njoku, Hooper, Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Odell, Jarvis. That's a uh, Hollywood Higgins. That is a huge, huge advantage to that offense to have a guy who knows it that well. And then you put that knowledge in Baker Mayfield's head, who I think is a better athletic quarterback than Case Keenum. The Browns' offense will not look like it did last year. Oh, I agree with you on that. I think especially if you take a Beckton or a Werfs or a Wills at uh, 10, whoever's going to be there. Um, Let me ask you this. Being, um, knowing what the Browns have on offense, would you take a better run-blocking offensive lineman or would you take a better pass-blocking offensive lineman? I recently watched. I'd say pass blocking. Just because of Baker. Just because of Baker, I, Nick Chubb, uh, I think is um, is great. Obviously, very dynamic. But how many teams are going to do that run heavy thing where we're going to do the uh, mass protection and then we're going to let our runners do the work? I think and let Baker play off of that, which I think would obviously. Baker would reap the benefits, but I think he's talented enough, especially with the weapons they have, um, to be the catalyst for that offense and not necessarily Nick Chubb. But, I mean, it's a it's a toss-up, too. So, like, you could go either way. Yeah, what you, no. What and, would you say? What would you prefer? Um, see, I'm on the fence. I can see taking the better pass-blocking offensive lineman because of, I believe Baker can be elite. You know, you're talking to an Ohio State fan who watched him shred us in our house. Uh, a few years ago. But at the same time, when you have a backfield with Chubb, with Hunt, and if they do what I did in the mock and take Jonathan Taylor, um, <laughs> uh, you know, when you have a backfield you can play off, especially when you see what Lamar Jackson did uh, in Baltimore, and you see what the Browns did to Baltimore with a run-heavy attack in the game in Baltimore, y- you can make an argument, especially with a dynamic defense, that you can play ball control. But the pick for Carolina is in. Hang on one second. Isaiah Simmons. I'm going to go out on the line. I think they're going on line. Boo! Shout out, Roger. Derek Brown. Yeah. Auburn. I had a feeling they would go one of the two lines. I don't like the line they went to. Not saying that their defense is good. Uh, but I want to protect Teddy Bridgewater. The knee is still something I'm thinking of. Um, so, Derek Brown, what do you think? I like it because uh, you need talent on the defense. You're rebuilding a guy on a defense that needs to be rebuilt. Um, Derek Brown is a good place to start. We'll put it that way. He's another guy who uh, you talked about Chase Young facing double and triple teams and still uh, bringing pressure and pushing the pocket. Agreed. Eric Brown not only does that, but he is more powerful. He has more functional strength, and he has better closing speed in the run game. And he has better. Um, he's a he's a, a bigger. Uh, what's the adjective I can use for motor? I don't know, but he is an electric motor. We'll put it that way. Um, not, he's not better than Chase Young, but he's pretty close. I think he's underrated in terms of when you're stacking up these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, 
in terms of talent. Best interior line defensive lineman in the draft? Yeah, and I'm high on Kinlaw, too. I think a lot of people are seeing Kinlaw fall to the 20s and to 31 with the Niners, but he can go anywhere from the Bucs oh. to, to the Niners at 31. And Kin- I, I like him a lot. Kinlaw with Bosa? Yeah, they might have to take him at 13 for that, though. Are you serious? That would be that would be dangerous. That would be scary. The only thing scarier than that was when I used to tell Nick that I thought the, uh, Joey should have stayed an extra year in school and played bookend with Nick. <laughs> oh, God, we would have won another national title. Um, <laughs> all right, yeah. so so far, really, the only surprises are Thomas and Brown. But both surprises still fit the needs the teams had. Yeah, Brown's not a surprise. I think Brown's a surprise to Carolina only because of what Carolina's done in the offseason with bringing in Bridgewater and paying insane money to Christian McCaffrey. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> dude. Got that quarterback money. That that boy, no. he. You can't even just call it quarterback money. I mean, Zeke's going to be yelling at Jerry Jones any minute. Uh, but I don't, I, as much as I love Zeke, he's not Christian McCaffrey. That scares me for what I think the Giants might do uh, for Saquon. That's, uh, Saquon's going to have to do the, the Giants are going to be Saquon and 10 dudes you never heard of. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So is Drew Rosenhaus really his agent? And th- there's a lot of people there. What happened to social distancing guys? What the heck? Oh, Gus Malzahn's happy. They got to, Oh, we got to see Saban's face tonight. Come on. Uh, I'm getting up for a second. Be right back. All right. This is the old man thing I was telling you about. (laughs) Um, Yeah, when you and I did the mock we talked about, Derek Brown, um, I had mentioned I watched part of the, uh, the Iron Bowl, and they were Saban knew. Who was going to be coming for? Who was the quarterback behind to? Uh, who cares? Um, uh, wait, uh, some Mac Jones, I think. That's that. I, I pulled that out of back in the uh, Bell. Yes, well. you. Do. Wow, you're using big words. All right, here we go. <laughs> Cliff Kingsbury looks like a high, a college coach. The way he's sitting there right now. You think Atlanta trades up here? No, I think they're taking the pick. Here we go. Meanwhile, the pitch is in for the Arizona Cardinals. Let's check it out. All right, let's go. With the eighth pick in the 2020 NFL Can you hear this? The Arizona Cardinals select Isaiah Simmons, linebacker, Clemson. So there's a, there's a surprise. I thought for sure they were going offensive line. I, yeah, but I, Simmons is on the board. It's like, can you go wrong? Is it wrong to say part of me wanted him at 10? Oh, no. I, I, you, were, you were that close. Two picks away. I know. And he would have gone to Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if I'm if I'm Jacksonville, I might trade this pick. Um, unless you're going to go offensive line. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. I think there is some, in my eyes, some, uh, you can make the case for Kinlaw there. Okay. But also, 
Tristan Wirfs and Jedrick Wills are still on the board. So it's like. You think they go back to back at 9 and 10? Yeah. Uh, dude, at the Browns, I, I mocked Tristan Wirfs to the Browns at 10 in my uh, solo mock draft. And I, that was just the way the board fell. I was thinking, uh, I took the Giants Simmons, and then um, the next team, Wills, was the. Uh, the Cardinals, because I think that he just fits better with the Cardinals because of that athleticism, and he doesn't really have to protect long because of the style of the offense. But if Tristan Wirfs goes to the Browns in real life, that's your run blocker and your pass blocker in, in one. So I might almost want Beckton more than I want Tristan Wirfs just because of the athleticism. Okay. Um, especially if with Chubb and Hunt, you can run some zone stuff. Uh, that's what he played. It's what he played in college. Louisville has been a zone team since Bridgewater was there. Uh-huh. And Lamar took it to another level. Uh, they just showed the clip of Isaiah Simmons beating Travis Etienne in a, in a foot race. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's, all that's, say. that's just not even cool. Let's um let's forecast ahead a couple of picks. Uh, Nick had mentioned this uh, a minute ago. Uh, Jerry Judy to the Jets. Give... Uh, Mono Sam, a uh, weapon. Oh, you froze on me. So, f- looks like Frank's having some technical difficulties on that end. Uh, you're coming I'll back. Like, uh, there you see- go. Oh. You froze I'll on like me for a second. Uh, a little bit better for the Jets because I think he finished. Okay. He finishes better, but uh, and also he- he's better in open space. Actually, no. Judy finishes better. I think he's he has a better catch radius uh, just because of the athleticism. But C.D. Lamb, I think you give somebody, uh, a guy for Sam Darnold to throw over the middle, and he can also finish quite physically um, on the top of his routes. Uh, I think just because of the open space, I like C.D. Lamb a little bit better um, for the Jets, but you can't go wrong. It's another position. You can't go wrong. I mean, it's two very high-octane, skilled guys. So let me ask you this, though. With the loss of Robbie Anderson, who I think went to Carolina, right? Yep. Do you need a pose- Do you need a guy who can be a possession... I'm going to use this like this. A possession guy, or do you need someone to take the top off? I'd say both. So you think the Jets have to draft two wide receivers in this draft? No, because you're getting, obviously, with the Jets, they haven't had that guy that could take the top off in a really long time. Since, uh, uh, since um, it was with Rex Ryan, the kid went to the team up north, Braylon Edwards. Since Braylon Edwards. And then they brought in Santonio Holmes to be the possession guy. Yeah, so, I mean, you're getting possession with Judy, as well as that burst and that agility and that speed that can take you to the house. So like Wirfs for the Browns, you're getting the best of both worlds. Okay. Just because of that athleticism, he can pretty much do anything. He's a really good route runner. So, no, I'm not taking, you know, I'm trying to think of, like Justin Jefferson would be the closest thing to a possession receiver in this draft. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not going to take him at 12 with Judy and and, uh, and Ruggs even and C.D. Lamb on the board. When we talk, Jefferson, it's like, yeah. When we talk on Saturday night, um, there's going to be so much to go over. 
Um, because yeah. I, I I know I did this in the second round with Sonny the other day. I think KJ Hill is going to be a great pro. The wideout from Ohio State. Um, you know you have guys that can be under the radar from those two teams. As much as I can't stand the guy, um, KJ Hamler is going to is going to be that kind of wide receiver. He's not the speed burner, toss it up, I'll run and catch it type guy, but he'll catch a ball in, in traffic and he'll get a first down when you need it. Um, I love Austin Mack coming out of Ohio State, another guy with with firm hands, not firm hands, with good hands, good footwork. This is gonna. This is so much fun. <laughs> is this the deep one of the deeper drafts since you started doing this that you've seen? The deepest. Is it? It's the best. Yeah. It's, see, uh, and I'm gonna touch on it on Saturday. And I, I don't know if you can tell this, but if you were to create a spectrum as to how I look at prospects, especially with this draft, I'm definitely leaning more positive than negative. Mm-hmm. Um, I like all these guys a lot. And they all have cons, but they all have really high pros. So yeah, it's the it's the deepest draft, and not all these guys are going to be stars. I I would like to say that they will be, but there's going to be some hits and there's going to be some misses. That's every draft. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's it, it's impossible for 32 guys to be, um, uh-huh. you know, especially since. But and we haven't seen it thus far. There hasn't been like a, you know, I'm going to take, uh, you know, I'm going to take J.K. Dobbins with the 10th pick. You know, it's, it hasn't been like a. Well, yeah, because, of course, uh, we had the Cleveland Farrell pick last year, which was an absolute reach. Yeah, and again, even Daniel Jones, and, and I lo- we'll, we'll say this, Daniel Jones, I liked him coming out of college. Um, not at number six. But not at number six. And I, I love him even more now. I think he's going to be the, Gi- the Giants franchise quarterback for sure. And I'm on board. I'm completely on board. Go Daniel Jones! I'm getting the jersey. I'm I'm having a parade for him. I think he's going to be great. Um, <laughs> but at the time, it was a reach, and there's nothing. At the time, we all thought you were going to cry. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think at the time also, it was probably more of a. I invested more of my uh, energy into the Giants. I think now it's more like a. I love the Giants, like I said before. But football is football. It's not. Gotcha. So the Jags pick is in. Um. It has to be offensive line, right? I would think. I mean, if they're in love with the mustache, I. <laughs> where do you go? If, if Jordan Love is picked here. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. <laughs> if, if Jordan that's, Love I mean, goes here, I'll be shocked. The surprises and the reaches. I th- I'm not, I'm sensing it. And I'm not a big guy like, well, the, the crystal ball and I'm sensing all that. But. No, I got you. Here we go. It's a, it's a possibility. With the Jacksonville Jaguars. It is a possibility. Keep it up. With the ninth pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select CJ Henderson, defensive back, Florida. Are you wow. kidding me? <laughs> no, I like that pick. I do. I really? Yeah. Because. They clearly felt that you're not going to get him at 20. That's my immediate thought. Is that That's true. So, and C.J. Anderson, he's not Jeffrey Okuda. But, but he's, he's pretty good. <laughs> and he's pretty good. 
and he's a good he's a good man uh, corner, and he also he's probably better in zone than Jeffrey Okuda is. Mm-hmm. Um, he is. He, I think he takes better angles, but um, that's a different discussion. I think Jeffrey Okuda takes fine angles. Mm-hmm. I love the angles he takes, <laughs> but um, yeah, CJ Anderson, you have to sometimes go get your guy. And I know we were just talking about reaches. This isn't like a this isn't a reach. It's a it's. This is like a what? What is he going to go with? You know, twelve to the Raiders or thirteen to the Raiders? Or yeah, twelve to the Raiders. Isn't that where we mocked him with Sonny? So, uh, I think I had that pick and I took him. You might have, yeah. Um, listen, the video they're showing now. Uh, he was playing a lot of man to man. Uh, and again, it, it, I was more shocked because they need to protect Gardner Minshew, right, or, yeah. or and you know Leonard Fournette. First of all, he's been running his mouth. That's great. Um. You know, Fournette, yeah, and the focal point of their offense is Fournette. With a, the Browns pick is already in. That's an offensive line. That's Tristan Wirfs. You got your guy, or not your guy, but um, the Browns, I've, like I said, I, I'd be a very happy Browns fan if you got Tristan Wirfs in here right now. Oh, my Lord. I'm, what, if it's the, what if it's the offensive tackle from Auburn? Who's that? Yeah, uh, Wills? The, 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 the African kid. Oh, the one with the name I wouldn't say. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be angry. I have a feeling it's Will's from Alabama. I really do, just because of that word after his name. Um, but listen, it's a big. T- if it's a Big Ten offensive lineman, yeah, Nick just said it's Will's. Um, I, I Nick, Nick, if you're still watching, I disagree. I think it's Worf's. Uh, that's another one A one B conversation that you. It have really with, is with it the really wide receivers is. and the cornerback. Oh, well, not the cornerbacks, but the wide receivers. Um, you can't go wrong. Wills and Worfs. It's that, that's the that's the uh, probably the theme of this draft. You can't go wrong unless you're taking you know, unless you're reaching. And I keep saying that, but somebody nobody's done that yet. I'm I'm, I'm waiting for it. To help introduce the first round draft. Hold on, they brought a kid on. The wait is finally over. Thank you to the NFL for your support of St. Jude. While my journey with cancer has been hard, I cannot say enough about St. Jude. The doctors He's got a Jarvis jersey on the wall. This is cool. Such good care of me. And now back to you for the Browns pick. Go Browns! Come back down. Thank you, Fletcher. We are so happy to see that you're home and doing well. We're, pro- we're very proud to support you and St. Jude in the fight and childhood cancer. And we're all in your corner, Fletcher. Go get them. So I have the Browns pick. With the 10th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Cleveland Browns select Jedrick Wills. Jedrick Wills. Alabama. I hope you like it, Fletcher. Well, the Browns address their biggest need. Offensive line. Um, like I told you, I thought it might be Wills because of the name at the end. Nick, you're right again. I won't say it again another time tonight, but you're right again. Uh, listen, again, Frank, like you said, this is not, this is 1A, 1B. Uh, I think Wills is a little more athletic than Worfs just by watching some of the film. And with a dynamic running attack, he's somebody who can get out in front of people. But at the same time, Listen, Jedrick Wills, I don't know if you'll ever listen to this podcast. I doubt you will. But you got some big shoes to fill, bro. Because 
Joe Thomas is an absolute god in that town. But six four and a quarter, three twelve. Um, listen, th- this is not a bad pick. It, it, there's really no, there was no bad pick here with Wirfs or with Wills. Um, don't be shocked if the Jets take Tristan Wirfs. I won't be. I had actually Andrew Thomas towards the end to them, um, not a receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my friend, uh, my friend Sean, who uh, had that Baker take, uh, otherwise he's he's a pretty uh, knowledgeable guy in terms of football, and, <laughs> and he's a, he's a great guy. But um, you know, he wanted he wanted Judy, and uh, but but I think with Worf on the board, it's it, that that would be where I go. Me too. Me too. Right, I listen. agree. Yeah, like I said, I agree. You see the you see the green jersey behind me. It's not because Mangle went to Ohio State. I grew up a Jet fan. When they got rid of him and did Rex dirty and did all those guys dirty, including Pennington, I was just done. Um, and I switched my allegiance to my other team to the Browns. I still root for the Jets, except when they play each other. Obviously, um, I like. Uh, and Nick just said Judy to the Jets. Uh, Nick, if you're, li- I know you're listening. We both think they're going to go offensive line because of Mono Sam. Don't know what the liver's like. Um, but in all seriousness, the Jets would not be wrong in either pick. Uh, yes, they need weapons. Yes, they need somebody to take the, uh, top off the defense. Yes, I know they desperately need a wide receiver. They think they have their guy. And listen, the Jets haven't had their guy since 50 years ago. You got to keep Darnold healthy. So we'll see what happens. So let's real quick, we'll uh, recap the top 10. Uh, of course, no surprises really until Andrew Thomas wasn't a surprise, but Burrow at one to Cincinnati, Chase Young, number two to Washington. The back-to-back Buckeye happens again with Jeffrey Okuda to the Lions. Your Giants get Andrew Thomas, the first offensive tackle off the board. Uh, that surprised me a little bit that he was the first off the board, but listen, again, Run-blocking offensive lineman, Saquon Barkley is the focal point of the offense. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, um, the tanking worked. Tua to Miami. Justin Herbert to L.A. Stays on the West Coast. Very nice. Uh, Simmons goes to Arizona. That was really a shock to me, especially with Kyler Murray being so undersized. Uh, Henderson, another shock to me, went to Jacksonville. And, of course, we have Jedrick Wills goes to the Browns. The Jets are on the clock. They are taking their sweet time. Yep. <laughs> Come on, guys. It's not that hard. It's Judy or it's Worfs. Just flip a coin. Um, scary thought here. A wild card. We're probably not going to get the whole first round in, Frank. <laughs> no, I know. But a wild could be, you know, five picks. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, let's. Well, where does the playoffs cut off? Who was the. Uh, it's eight teams in? No, 12 teams. Is that your dad? Oh. Oh, yeah. No, Burrow's way ahead of Herbert in terms of talent. So. Yeah, two years ago, Joe Burrow lost the job to Dwayne Haskins in the spring. Is that your dad? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. 
brushing his teeth and everything. That's cool. Hey, listen, man, it's hygiene. It's nine thirty at night on a Thursday. <laughs> I remember when this was two days on a Saturday and Sunday. Before it became a television event. Before ESPN and the rest of the sporting world sold their soul to the NFL. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, the top 10 wasn't crazy. Let's stop where the playoffs stop at number 20. Um, okay. Just because it's it's taken an hour and 35 minutes for 10 picks. Someone's got to get up and go to work in the morning. <laughs> uh, let's see what we got here. Yep, the Browns just, ESPN for the Browns just sent out Jedrick Wills. Um, phone's been going crazy with all the stuff. The Jets pick is in. You got a coin? You want to flip it? I don't, but I'm going to say Werbs. I think I'm going to go with Nick and say Judy. Okay. The dude's, uh, been, I, the dude's been right every time he's opened his mouth tonight. I can't argue with him. Put him on the stream. He doesn't have a YouTube thing. Um, if you go back on my Facebook page, I did a live hit when him and I went to the Ohio state game a couple years ago. Uh, he's on there. We did a lot of, that was the night, uh, that was the night after Baker came in against the jets and beat the jets. So we talked a lot about that. Him and I are baseball guys too. So, you know, we did a lot of baseball that night. Um, all right, so Mel's uh, best available, Judy, uh, he has him as the eighth overall player. Tristan Wirth at 10. Javon Kinlaw, which he would be nice, too, uh, at the 11th ranked player. His 10, 11, and 12 are still there. C.D. Lamb is his 12. Xavier McKinney uh, is his fifth best player left. Where do you see McKinney falling? You think Gruden's going to want somebody like that for his defensive secondary, or is he going to go after a weapon? I, I think Gruden goes a receiver or goes Christian Fulton. And then um, I think in terms of McKinney, we're going to see probably Dolphins, uh, whether that be 18 or 26. Okay. That'd be where I'd go. I'd, yeah, probably. Okay. See, I like I spent the, the last couple days talking to my friends, and I came on here a lot, that we have no idea what we're doing, and we have no idea how this is going to fall. But it's fall. it's fallen pretty close to how we – now we've seen it. So, I mean, it's kind of weird in that way that the, the mocks have been correct so far. Do you think it's because there have, have been so many can't-miss prospects in this draft? Like I said, I enjoy watching you break down film. Um, it's Breaking down football film is not something I've ever done, so I have to rely on my statistical background and just watching as a fan. But do you think it's because there are so many can't-misses right now? Well, well according to the, the pundits. Uh, well, thank you, first of all. Every time you say that, I'm going to thank you. But, um, it, yeah, I think it's a combination of that, and it's a combination of this is unorthodox in the way they – it's unprecedented in the way they have to do this. All right, so, the Jets pick is in. Uh, I don't mean to cut you off. I just want to hear Roger say it, and then we can finish your thought. With the 11th pick, they can't even get the, the JETS right. The New York Jets flag. Mackay Becton. Becton goes to the Jets. Oh, wow. But again, not a reach. Yeah. God, I yeah, see the... Just... So, I, I guess I guess it is a talent level. Because, I mean, it is a talent level. It's, this is like a really deep draft. Yo, Becton's dad is bigger than him. 
That's insane. Did he, I wonder if he played basketball in high school or college. No, like bigger. Oh. Like, it looks like he could bench press his kid. That's scary. Yeah, and Nick just texted me, oh, no. <laughs> I got to get you two on here sometime. <laughs> All right, so the Raiders, Jerry Judy's going to the Raiders. I, 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 <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe she didn't land. Uh, they got video of Becton playing center in high school and just taking dudes to the hole. He they look like babies. He he ran a five one forty. Wow! <laughs> oh my god! Let's let's consider this though. Uh, it's not like the Oakland Ra- uh, the Las Vegas Raiders have this outstanding offensive line. What do you think about Worf to the Raiders? <laughs> I think Gruden's like salivating over what he can do. Yeah, I think every team is, honestly. And here's here's the thing, and, and I'm going to throw out this again. Gruden's from Sandusky, Ohio. That's not just a Frank uh, Caliendo thing. He's actually from Sandusky. And the Midwest, they love their big hog offensive linemen. So I wouldn't be shocked, especially if... <sighs> I know I mocked Jacob Eason to Detroit. Could Gruden take Jacob Eason later in the draft? Or is he? Think about. (laughs) If he takes Jordan Love here and I'm Derek Carr, I just want to punch the guy. And they have Mariota too. Do you trade Derek Carr to somebody who needs a quarterback and get another pick and then go get your receiver? I I think Derek Carr on the quarterback market right now is such a hard sell because you have Cam and you have Jameis, and I think they're both better than Derek Carr. Yeah, they may both be better, but Derek Carr's never thrown 30 picks in a season. Mm -hmm. And there's also not the injury concern, so I guess he's probably... Now that we're talking through it, I guess maybe he's the most valuable. Now they're showing Mekhi Becton pushing a truck that's got his brakes on. We know how strong and fast he is. He just has to put that technique in there. He's going to be really good. Well, He'd be the only guy I'd say out of the offensive linemen that aren't that isn't a sure thing. Yeah, because he's done it with being big and strong more than he's done it with technique. Yeah, like we were talking and with I, Chase Young. Even the Boses did it because they were bigger, stronger, and faster. And Chase Young is those things, but he has good technique. Makai Becton is just an absolute friggin' brute. Yeah, it's. I really want to know together, who the guy in the bottom is. To it. I am to I. Listen, Jet fans, uh, if there are any listening or paying attention, if my father's watching, my dad's still a Jet fan. Um, listen, you. Why does the Raiders' new stadium look like the Enterprise? Whatever. Um, it, you can't be upset with Makai Becton there. Can't be. So Gruden's on the clock, and Gruden likes to throw people curveballs. Oh, there he is. Here, him and Mayock. We got the TV guy and John Gruden. This is wonderful. Gruden's screen is like bigger than my television. Mayock did a pretty good job last year, though. Listen, Mayock was breaking these down for NFL Network for years. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. All right, we're going to project ahead again. Once they go, we hear this pick. Because you know who's sitting at 14. Tristan Wirfs. TB12 sitting at 14. 
If I'm Tampa, I have to. Yeah. If I'm Tampa, I got to take the offensive lineman. Oh. But there's also the possibility of there's teams in the in the uh, teams that are like you could have um, Kinlaw to the Bron- uh, to the Bucks. Um, the Broncos who need a receiver. Hold that thought. Kinlaw. Hold that thought. Here's Roger. Here's Roger. Including the first ever official draft selection by the Las Vegas Raiders. And I've got it right here. So with the 12th pick of the 2020 NFL Draft, the Las Vegas Raiders select Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs. Alabama. Wow. <laughs> not a reach, but not what anyone thought. I- yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's... Wow. <laughs> I said I wasn't going to be surprised, but I, there's things that surprise me. It's just, I guess that's not a surprise, but it's because I like him so much, but it's like CD Lamb and Jerry Judy are on the board. Why not just take CD Lamb and Jerry Judy? Oh and my that's, God. That's an example of John Gruden being higher on one guy than the other. And that we're just fans watching and they're obviously evaluating prospects um, way more seriously than we are. Oh my God. Is Tristan Wirfs going to Tampa Bay? He can also go to the 49ers. I mean, Joe Staley's getting pretty old. Yeah, but they just lost Emmanuel Sanders. They got to replace him. Yeah, and there's also uh, the Kinlaw. Again, like I was saying, it's a possibility. <laughs> but why trade DeForest Buckner just to replace him? You know, I, I don't... I agree. And yeah, Buckner... I that, like, I agree with you. Wide receiver is probably why they traded it up. And then you hope maybe you could get Kinlaw at 31, you know, or trade up for them. For I don't think Kinlaw is going to make it to 31. I don't either, but I like, I'm so high on him, uh, but I've seen mocks where he does. He goes to 27 to the Seahawks. He goes to 31 to the, uh, to the 49ers. Seahawks have got to find an edge rusher. If Clowney's going to end up somewhere else. Yeah. And you have Epineza and Gross Matos down there. So, um, We'll I'm not high on uh, Gross Matos um, just because I've watched him three years in a row. Why not? And I, and I, um, well, let me put it this way. I watched JT Barrett, who couldn't hit the broadside of a barn with a pass, go 14 for 14 and have no pressure on him, including him in that game. Um, I watched a less, uh, less mobile Dwayne Haskins cut that, uh, they had pressure on him. They never hit him. Is that because Ohio State's offensive line was better? Possibly. Um, He did get off against Michigan. He did get off against Michigan State. He's going to be more scheme than he is talent, I think. As far as gross matchups. Epinetza, I love. I don't know what it is with me and guys from Iowa. Hey, if you can pick one school in the Big Ten, it's not Michigan, it's not Penn State. Iowa's not a bad choice. Nebraska's going to be. But then again, Nebraska's got a quarterback with the last name Martinez, kind of like my video games do. <laughs> That's your position of choice for video games? Uh, for Madden, yeah, and for NCAA, um, which I bought NCAA 14 this year. Yeah. The last one. I hope they do it again. Um, well, they just got the licensing for it. Yeah, so that's my position of choice for that. Um, uh, no, I was wrong. They, uh, NFL, 2K got the NFL, but... Um, yeah. NCAA is coming soon, I think. I would hope. 
but yeah, no quarterback for that game with baseball, it's either pitcher or shortstop. With hoops, it's either two guard or the three. I don't play FIFA. I don't play NHL. Um, yeah. What about you? What games you play? You play Madden, obviously. Not anymore, but when I was playing, it was a lot of the same positions to you. And then for hockey, it's center always. I'm always in the middle. Rangers or Islanders? Rangers. Only yeah. year, only year I ever rooted for hockey was 1994. Oh, good. Uh, my Come dad, on. my dad's been a Ranger fan since the dark days. Uh, but that '94 team with you know Messier and. Of course, Howie Rose, who does the Met games now with the Stefan Mateau call, and that was just a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, so that that brings up an interesting question: If in some far off universe the NHL uh, creeps themselves up to forty teams, and Cleveland's one of those expansion teams, would you consider uh, watching hockey and starting up with them? Absolutely. It's funny. The only New York team I root for is the Mets. Yeah, that's why I asked. Every, everything else is Ohio. It's Ohio State. It's the Browns. I still have a little love for the Jets. I grew up with them. Let's put it this way. First Jet game I went to, Ken O'Brien was still playing quarterback. That's all anybody needs to know. Um, I went to a game uh, that NFL Films showed a lot. They played Philadelphia. Oh, here's Schefter's first appearance. Uh, they played Philadelphia. They had like a 14-point lead, and they blew it. And I'm talking... Boomer Esiason was a Jet quarterback. Ronnie Lott was playing safety. Uh, yeah, it's I, I've I'm a lot older than you. Uh, so, so I've been following the Jets for a long time. I mean, my first Jet T-shirt was Al Toon. Wow, uh, yeah. oh, I, know, I remember that name. Yeah, he's the one who got his brain scrambled like 14 times. Schefter's reading off his phone. These Bucks are moving up one slot. To come up in this draft, there's still a tackle on the board. Tampa moved up a spot. They're going to go at 13. That would be a logical pick for Tampa Bay to make with Tampa Bay coming up to get that pick. And that's the trade. Tampa to 13. All right. That's- what are they coming up for? They're coming up for Tr- Tristan Wirfs. They've got to. Yeah, but was there really a chance that the 49ers would take Tristan Wirfs? Todd, uh, Bruce Arians and him obviously thought there was. Yeah, I guess it's the same thing with the Daniel Jones thing last year. They thought the Redskins were going to take him. That that line of thinking. So let's diagnose that. Let's talk about Tom Brady finally getting his weapons and an offensive line that can uh, that can take. Oh, I'm sorry. Tampa Bay moved up and are picking at 13 and 14. Who are they taking with the second pick, Frank? It's got to be Wirfs and Kinlaw, then. <laughs> Do Wirfs and Judy go back-to-back? And you give him Jerry Judy to go with Mike Evans? No, because you have Chris Goblin. And Gronk and OJ. I mean, there's too many receivers to not go defense. Well, um, let me ask Nick, because you and I were talking. I'm asking what the whole trade was. Wow, we still got two people watching, man. I like it. One of them might be my oldest, who's actually older than you. 
Do they listen to the podcast? My daughter does. My son, not so much. Um, Zach is, he's the runner. He's not into the big pro sports, but he, he's, like I said, we're going to do an Olympic one. Um, he was a first year competitive swimmer this year. And the kid was, I'm sorry, they did flip. They didn't fix it. All right. So yeah, Tampa's going to pick at 13, San Francisco at 14. Um, but yeah, he's a first year competitive swimmer. He's a distance runner. It wasn't her. Um, so yeah, he's, he must be be bodied up. He is like, we just, uh, we moved my mother-in-law in, like I was telling you at the beginning and this dude just picked up a 10,000 BTU air conditioner, ran down the stairs, put it in the car, threw a uh, case of water on his shoulder, ran up the stairs two at a time. He's, uh, did you ever see the replacements with Keanu Reeves? Yeah. And, um, hang on a yeah, second. He's built like Nigel, solid, but wiry. And yeah, he's, that's the best way. I know he is. My daughter's just texting me. Uh, still on live, Kate. <laughs> uh, so the pick is in for Tampa at 13. It, O-line? Yeah. I have a hard time like thinking that they would move up for that, though. I had a hard time thinking they'd move up for it, too, until they signed a 42-year-old quarterback. No, but, yeah, in this specific situation, I mean, maybe they got something in their heads. I, I think it will be worse. But I said, we've said that for, what, five picks in a row? Yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> uh, Frank, what are people seeing about Tristan Wirfs that we're not? Must be something with an, inju- uh, an injury. He had a tainted test at the Combine. Hold on, here we go. Thank you, Lieutenant Colonel Caldwell. And thank you to all of our service members for your courage and sacrifice on behalf of our country. The San Francisco 49ers have traded the 13th pick to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with the 13th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Tristan Wirfs. Tristan Wirfs. Well, they got TB12, the protection he needs. And hang on, we're going to have to do another recap real quick because I'm at another hour on Anchor, so hang on. Okay, so back into our third segment of the draft now. We're at the live stream, an hour and 51 minutes as of now. We still have two people watching, so thank you guys out there. If you do have a YouTube account, uh, comment on YouTube. We can see it here. I actually put my uh, sister's comment up, and she said the Browns are going to screw it up. Megan, I'm here to tell you, they did not take in Jedrick Wills at number 10 to protect Baker Mayfield. Uh, We did have the first trade. Tristan Wirfs is now a Tampa Bay Buccaneer, and he's going to protect Tom Brady's blind side. Uh, Pretty good guy to protect the blind side, huh, Frank? Yeah, I I, I like him a lot. Uh, Where do you think the uh, Niners go with wide receiver here, Lamb or Judy? Who's left from the Super Bowl team? In terms of what? Receivers or just overall? Uh, receivers. Debo Samuel and Dante Pettis. I mean, and, I'd go uh, Judy. Who else? Kendrick Bourne. They're going to go Jerry, Jerry Judy. And now they're showing Tristan Wirth standing in a pool and jumping out and landing on the deck. What does that have to do with blocking for Tom Brady? 
Oh, it's like watching. That's, that ex- that's the explosiveness in his in his uh, in his legs. Six four and seven eighths, three hundred and twenty pounds. Woo wee! That's a unit. Oh, uh, that's a unit and a half. But when you put him next to Makai Becton, <laughs> he looks like a child. <laughs> that's when anybody does. Dude, I look small next to Makai Becton. Um, so yeah, that's where we're at. Uh. So far, so we're down to uh, number fifteen, number fourteen with San Francisco, and Denver is number sixteen, and Atlanta at number. I'm sorry, Denver at fifteen, Atlanta at sixteen. For anybody on the live stream, we are actually going to cut this off at twenty. So we're going to cover the teams that didn't make the playoffs. And Frank, tell us what we're doing Saturday. We're gonna um, bring in a couple guys, Mike included, to recap. the, the draft, because at that point, 9 p.m. Um, Eastern on Saturday, the draft will be wrapped up, barring any technical difficulties. So we'll do an overview. I think we're going to want to delve into a couple big surprises. You know, the traditional stuff when you recap a draft, nothing nothing too crazy. Uh, we'll have Mike talk about the Browns. We'll have Nate talk about the Seahawks. And we're going to bring in a staff writer for the Colts, uh, Jackson, who uh, we've gotten to have a couple conversations with him. We think very similarly about football, um, so it'll be interesting to have the dynamic of Nate, who's a film guy, Jackson, who's a very, uh, who's a film guy, and then Mike, who's a very, uh, me, film guy, and then Mike, who's a stats guy. So that's an interesting dynamic. Mike's outnumbered by the, uh, by the, by the uh, football nerds. That's and, all right. Uh, as long as I hold my fun. own, I'm good. As long as I hold my own, I'm good. I uh, mean, I, I don't know if you know, if you saw this, but Bruce Arians is wearing the Kangol hat inside his house. <laughs> I think he showers with that on. I'm sure he does. Uh, Nick's telling me the whole trade has not been announced. So right now all we know is that Tampa Bay just swapped picks with San Francisco. It may just be pick for pick. Um, listen, John Lynch was a great safety. He's been a really good GM. Yeah. So uh, he, he's built his team pretty well. I heard uh, from one of the, uh, I'm going to name drop times here again, our 49ers writer had, uh, not reported, but he heard through the 49ers grapevine, um, and he doesn't have sources, but he's a 49ers fan, so um, he's more in tune with that news than than we are. But uh, John Lynch was on a Zoom call with the other GMs. Maybe this was the the mock draft that you said went bad. Yeah. But he, he said straight up, I have six foundational pieces that I would really like to draft in this draft, and if they're not there, then we're going to trade down. So. Who do you think he wanted then? Simmons. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, Derek Brown, maybe. But six. <laughs> I like, I maybe he was bluffing. I, I, I figured Javon Kinlaw would be in that six or one of the wide receivers. Um, they must they only down one spot. So I don't know how, uh, they must have sweetened this deal with something. If he's saying he's got six dudes he wants, and he will trade down, they've got another pick in this draft just now. They had to have. I wonder if they traded them the 13th and the 7th rounder they got with Gronk. <laughs> I cannot believe that. Uh, all right, so let's run down Tampa real quick. Um, 
defense was really good last year with Todd Bowles, the former Jets head coach, uh, who actually went to Temple with a buddy of mine from here. Um, you have the defense was really good. They probably were a playoff team if Jameis didn't throw 30 picks, but he threw for 5,000 yards. Uh, now you add Gronk, you add Tom Brady, you bring it, you have Bruce Arians with a quarterback who I believe for understanding the position is head and shoulders above the guy he had previously. Um, you and I are going to do a prediction show for what we think is going to happen this year as far as playoffs and everything. Um, at some point in time, I, at right now, I would have to say Tampa Bay is a favorite in the South. Um, San Francisco gets 14 and won 17 and gives 13 and its last seventh rounder to Tampa. And San Francisco's pick is not in yet. I can't believe the Buccaneers got Tristan Wurfs. That's... <laughs> I might be too high on him, but I think that... And I'm not surprised he fell to 13, but but it's I think it's beautiful for Tampa that he did. We'll put it that way. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Pick is in. And John Lynch is in his house with his nine different... Did you see the picture of John Lynch's draft room? I did, yeah. That's insanity. I'm going to say it's C.D. Lamb, though. I'm, I'm going to say... He really? goes over Judy, because I think C.D. Lamb seems like a Kyle Shanahan guy. Judy, That's true. I didn't think about Kyle Shanahan. Lamb is a Lamb is a very high-octane guy, and I think he's going to fit right into that speed-oriented offense um, with a, a, the tons of movement they they, uh, they administer. You put him next to Debo Samuel on the outside, it, it, it's going to be fun. Whether or not it's Judy or CD Lamb, it's going to be fun for the Niners. Well, Judy just got handed a cell phone, so I wonder what's going on. Um, I'm going to turn this on once we see Roger. I'm going to get up out of the screen, stretch a minute, and then I'll be back to finish everything up. Yep. Um, so we got Denver, Atlanta, and the next two. This has been so much fun. All right, since we're stopping at 20, what players do you want people to look for at the bottom of the draft? So you're talking, um, let me ask you this. Do you see Tennessee drafting uh, the, the that kid Cleveland to play offensive line? I think they take Josh Jones. Okay. Um, or who, let's, let's say this. Uh, Josh Jones might go at 26. He might go at 18. So I think the Titans do take an offensive tackle. If they okay. don't take an offensive tackle, they take a quarterback because quarterback gets really, um, really fun at, at the later uh, first round. Yeah. Javon Kinlaw. So no receiver. All right. Well, something must be going on with Jerry Judy that we don't we don't know. I don't know. As I said, I'm going to stand up for a second. I don't know what is going on with this because now I'm wondering what what's happening. All we heard all going into this is that this, the wide receivers, this is the best class in years, and only one of them, and it's not the guy anyone thought, is off the board. So I will say, I guess Ken Law was one of those six guys. Okay. I would have to think so, too. So Javon Kinlaw, um, defensive tackle? Or is he the... Interior defensive line, yeah. Yeah, Okay. Um, that's the uh, that's the football elitist term we use. When yeah. you break down film, you use interior defensive line. 
<laughs> They're going to line him up next to Nick Bosa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, so San Francisco's going to win the uh, NFC West. Are you hoping oh, yeah. for, uh, oh, wow, they compare Ken Law to Richard Seymour. Uh, are you hoping for, yep, Nick just said, how many D tackles is this team going to take in the first round? <laughs> uh, do you want to see a Jimmy G, Tom Brady, NFC Championship game just to piss Belichick off? I didn't even think about that. That would have been, that would have been fun. That will be fun if it happens. That'll be hysterical. Uh, yeah, I listen. It, it's wow. Kyler Murray's going to get injured, <laughs> and who did they take? They took Simmons, and the Forty ers who have the best pass rush in the division, just took Kinlaw. Cliff Kingsbury does not care about Kyler Murray. There's going to be a lot to unpack on Saturday. That's that's where I'm going to that's where I'm going to leave it. Yeah, I'm going to have to spend part of Saturday doing this. Because if you, if you think about it, we're we're going to be doing rounds two and three, and then we'll touch on four through seven. So there's a bunch of things that could that could unfold. Well, really, we're doing the back end of the first round because you, like I said, you and I are going to stop at twenty where the playoffs ended. Um, just because it's we've been yeah. here two hours and we're not even out of the to- we're not even to the top twenty yet. Right. Um, and my apologies to the listening and watching audience, but I got to work in the morning. Um, so I, I got stuff to do too, but I'm still going to watch the rest of this draft. I'll probably have it on in my bedroom, and I'll be to you on Twitter or uh, somehow like what just happened. So the Broncos pick is in. It's got to be a receiver, right? Uh, if it's not, um, somebody John Elway needs to be slapped harder than before. Listen, Elway thinks he's got his guy in Drew Locke. Um, you know, Elway Elway basically fell into Peyton Manning. Uh, my Nick just asked me, could Atlanta get a third Alabama wide receiver? No. They have to go defense. I agree. They have to go uh, Kinlaw's off, so they have to go Chasson. Yeah, they, they have to go chasing, but could Grant Delpit go here? No, I would take McKinney if we're going to do the safety thing. He's saying Ridley. Yeah, I don't think they'd take receiver. I don't think. Yeah, he say, he, now he's saying they'll go defense. Um. So, yeah, I mean... He thinks he's got his guy in Drew Locke. He fell into Peyton Manning, um, which is the only reason he's got a Super Bowl or got two trips to a Super Bowl. I mean, let's be honest. John Elway has not drafted very well since he became the the guy in Denver. Uh, he's lucked out with Peyton Manning being Peyton Manning after that surgery. He's drafted well on the defensive side. But he... I'm not sold on Drew Locke. I never was sold on Drew Locke, but... What do I know? Yeah. What offensive tackles are left? Josh Jones, uh, the Ezra Cleveland, um, and the Georgia uh, 
Isaiah Wilson, I think, is the only ones that I. Oh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Austin Jackson from USC as well. Okay. Um, how was the Broncos' offensive line play last year? I don't know. But offensive line is so important that I think you could just add somebody. I agree. And it would be helpful, for, especially for a young quarterback. I mean, it's, it's we're repeating ourselves with the quarterback protection, but mm-hmm. that's the most important thing. Yeah. Is it wrong that I'm going to say Vic Fangio's pictures on his wall were crooked? <laughs> Here we go. Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy. Alabama. Drew Locke's got a weapon. That was off the top of my head. Uh, yeah, Vic Fangio's uh, pictures on his wall were crooked. Uh, might be a little harsh, but uh, we're trying to fill time. So, <laughs> uh, Jerry Judy from Alabama goes to uh, Drew Locke and the Denver Broncos. Um Oh, my niece Kate is still awake. That baby should be in bed. Um, so, listen, they needed a weapon. Uh, I Yes, that's a very good pick, Nick. Um, I don't see how you could go anything but wide receiver if you're Denver. Maybe defensive secondary, because Bradley Roby's now in Houston, right? I follow the Buckeye players, Frank. I'm sorry. No, it helps. Um, so, yeah. Uh, oh, Judy's got a cute little girl. Oh, wow. I didn't know Judy had a, had a little girl already. Um, but, listen, uh, he's dynamic. He's fast. He runs routes pretty well. Um, you know I'm not high in the school he went to, but he's going to be legit. All right, where are we at now? He's only six one. I thought he was bigger than that. Still with me? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It uh, the picture, the video they're showing is him going over the middle. So, well, that was a good move. All right, so yeah, you think that uh, you'd want to stretch the field with Ruggs, but then you think that Cortland Sutton can is very vertical as well, and he can uh, play downfield, and Jerry Judy can work in the five to ten, and then take it up the field, and that's underselling Jerry Judy, but mm-hmm. that's the simplest dynamic I can um, present. No, and it's it's pretty uh, it's pretty accurate. They just showed him. Uh, Running a bubble screen, they're showing him in the tw- then twenty nineteen championship game, which I think was the only big play Alabama had in that game. Uh, was that touchdown? Uh, Atlanta's on the clock. We both feel they're going to go defense, um, and then Dallas. The Cowboys pick to me is interesting. They're kind of pissed at Dak Prescott. Does Jordan Love have Dak Prescott's skill set? Let's uh, uh, not. I don't want to play that game. Because C.D. Lamb's still on the board. And so is... Uh, Ooh. C.D. Lamb and... 
Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. That's interesting. Uh, who's playing tight end for Dallas now? Uh, exactly. Jason Witten left. Think about that. We had two guys who spent over a decade with one team that just left to go to another one with Witten and Brady. Yeah. Um. <laughs> he told me to rewind my TV. <laughs> he said, Judy's got a party going on. Um, but going back to Dallas, could Dallas reach for Cole Komet here? The tight end from Notre Dame. Nah, there's still too much defensive talent on the board. Okay. Um, even if you're not going to go, uh, you know, uh, Chasson is probably going to go to Atlanta, but like Christian Fulton or uh, Xavier McKinney, Grant Delpit, you can go linebacker with Patrick Queen or Kenneth Murray because um, Wayne Vander Esch has a neck injury, um, should be recovered in time. But, I mean, you could plug like the thing with Isaiah Simmons, and I said it with Murray and Queen, that versatility, that athleticism can be put anywhere on the defense. Um, and you do have a very versatile linebacker. Yeah, agreed. Um, could another def- could another corner sneak in here somewhere? Yeah, and I, you have your you have a myriad of choices. There's another big word. Um, <laughs> You're bringing better vocab tonight than I am. Uh, I'm I'm just as tired as you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but what was I gonna say? Oh, corners. You, so, I mean, you could take Fulton, um, but there's also Jalen Johnson, uh, Jeff Gladney from TCU. Uh, go down the list. Damon Arnett. Uh, Arnett, yeah. So, I don't know if you're taking him at 18, but... No, I don't take I don't take Arnett at 18. Um, I'm thinking more at the back end. Huh? 17. But or 17. I'm thinking more at the back end. I think they're going to go Delpit. Um, to play safety for uh, Dallas. Uh, I could see... I tell you who I can see taking Damon Arnett is if they don't take Dobbins like you mocked, I can see Kansas City taking Arnett and having him play. Now you have a good corner to go with uh, Honey Badger at the back end. Um, and we know Honey Badger is still a beast. So up, uh, that's he's talking to people. Oh, uh, Goodell, they're doing a montage of Goodell talking to all the uh, draftees. Oh, yeah. So out of Kuiper's best available, CeeDee Lamb, who is ranked twelfth, Xavier McKinney, Justin Jefferson, Kalevon Chason out of LSU, and Kenneth Murray, the linebacker from Oklahoma. It's weird to me to see an Oklahoma defensive player in anybody's top 20 players since Oklahoma's defense is terrible. Um, I like CeeDee Lamb just like you do. Uh, Jefferson had a huge year, but he had Burrow throwing the ball to him. Uh, Xavier McKinney. Listen, defensive backs from Alabama always play well. And I'm a Browns guy, and they, uh, you know, back in the day of Antonio Langham is the first name I ever heard way back in the day. Uh, the Falcons pick is in. 
So they got the triple screen. It's the GM. It's Arthur Blank, who's hilarious, by the way. And Dan Quinn, their head coach. Uh, of course, Quinn made his bones as the uh, offensive coordinator for Seattle, right? Defensive. Defensive coordinator? Um, yeah, defensive coordinator. Um, yeah, because yeah, he wouldn't have been stupid enough to call that play on the goal line like Pete Carroll did. Here we go. Pick is in. Atlanta at 16. The first round of the draft. The pick is in. Let's find out what they're doing. Here's your team. Goodell's in a sweater now. In the 2020 NFL draft, the Atlanta Falcons like A.J. Terrell. A.J. Terrell. Oh, wow. Is this our first reach? Frank. Yeah. Because when I was listing corners, I didn't even mention him. And uh, I like his game, but... Oh, he's it, from Atlanta. Didn't come to the, didn't come to the uh, brain. But, yeah, that's... Well, that's promising. But, um... Jason's still on the board. The Cowboys have to go Jason. That's my first thought. Yeah, but it's Jerry Jones. This is true. <laughs> uh, let's hope, let's, let's, as a Giants fan, let's hope they don't. But, we'll see. How are you picking a defensive back that the first pick in the draft just absolutely torched for 60 minutes in the national championship game? We know the ACC is weak. Um, Listen, Justin Fields, outside of the pick at the end, did not have a bad game. In that Fiesta Bowl, either. Let's see. Well, you know, Terrell likes to hit people too, so that's always a good thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, I agree with you. This is a reach. Uh, I like Delp. I would have liked Delp here. Um, did Atlanta do anything in free agency that was defensive, or was it just. Uh... Dante Fowler. Okay. But I still would have been like. Pair him with Jason. You have a very fast, physical defensive line, or at least a start to one. This is Cleveland Farrell. This is the this is the reach of the first round. Two Clemson guys too. Big surprise! Oh, they got a picture of Jerry up. Let's see. It's a cowboy star in the Salvation Army uh, logo back and behind them. Now they're talking about the last conference championship in 95. That's hilarious. There are eight teams without a conference championship since 1996. The Cowboys, the Bills, the Dolphins, the Browns, the Bengals, the Redskins, the Texans, and the Lions. But they're America's team. Terrible. I'm just going to sit back and watch. Wait for them to either take a prolific edge rusher or let them take uh, something else. Nick is saying C.D. Lamb, and the fact that Michael Irvin's got this big smile on his face right now tells me they're going to go wide receiver. Uh, See, that's scary, too, because the Giants don't have the (laughs) shutdown corner uh, ability to stop C.D. Lamb in two games a year. James Bradbury, I, I like what he's going to bring, but 
You don't have that dynamic Jeffrey Okuda. Uh, just remember who the Cowboys just hired as head coach. Mike McCarthy. Yeah, he's... They're going wide receiver. You're talking about the guy who coached Favre and Rodgers. And they always had... Brett Favre had... Um, well, Greg he had Sterling Jennings. Sharp early. He had Greg Jennings. He had... Um, Antonio Freeman, you know, and then, of course, Rodgers had Jennings at the end of his career. He had Jordy. I mean, it, he they always, his quarterbacks always had their one guy they could count on. And unfortunately, as much as I think Rex went a little overboard with this, he's not wrong. Amari Cooper has not had the numbers worth the first-round pick that they spent on him. Yeah. For for the uh, for the Cowboys, he has. Has he had the first round numbers, or is the fact that they're a run first offense helped him? See, that's the that's the question. I don't. I'm not the guy to answer that. Uh, I think that's definitely when it's not even that Zeke helped him. It's more that that's just a product of how they run their offense. So there's there's yeah. nothing you can. It's like the system quarterback argument. Yeah. Like there is no system quarterback. If you have a good system, that's that. Makes you can have a good quarterback. quarterback. See, that's the thing. That's the thing I look forward to with Brady, like a lot. Let's see him outside of New England. Of course, they're still running the same offense Charlie Weiss ran when he was there, the beginning of the uh, the millennia. But but him and him and Bruce Arians. I mean, he can put some touch on the ball still. Oh, he can, uh, he can read defenses really well still. So the funny thing is. Everybody who's on the offensive system staff, except for Byron Leftwich, all work with Peyton. Yeah, because Tom Moore's there too. By the way, he's like a hundred and fifty. Um, there is that Kellen's is he related to Kellen Moore? I don't think so. Not sure. Well, the uh, the pick is in. Jerry's on the phone with somebody. Can we just get to Roger, please? I mean, this would be wonderful. If uh, C.D. Lamb doesn't go here, where do you think he goes? <laughs> the Raiders. At oh, 19. Cool. I think he makes it past Miami? I think Miami's going to take the guy Tennessee wants. Um, Josh, Josh Jones. Cleveland or? Yeah, I think drafting to a... You got a year of Fitz Magic. Fitz is going to play. Um, but you're bringing in an injury prone quarterback in the top five. Nick said, Riddick said he likes defense here, but here we go. Picks in. Here they go. With the 17th pick in the 2020 NFL draft, the Dallas Cowboys select C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb. Uh, that's a Giants fan's worst nightmare, as you had just meant, uh, said a few minutes ago. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, we're going that's offense. That's value right there. That's purely value. I think that 
now if Dallas added a good tight end, especially with um, Jason Witten uh, being gone, that's an offense that you you've really got to pay attention to. Um, their defensive system is pretty good. You can add a system guy. Um, <sighs> wow, him and Amari Cooper. Yeah, that's dangerous. And I must say, you're timing these uh these unmute mutes pretty well on the. Uh, well, I I have a 43 inch Ultra HD television that says the pick is in, and they always go to the team. The pick is in, and then right to Roger. The only reason the only reason I left the kid on for the Browns, uh, I had a um, St. Jude is one of the few um, charities that I really get behind. The American Cancer Society, St. Jude's, um, whenever I can, even if it's a little bit, I always give what I can. Okay. And um, so the kid was being treated to St. Jude's. He's got Jarvis's jersey in the back. I'm like, oh, that's that's pretty cool. That was some catch. They just showed C.D. Lamb's one-handed on the sideline. Sick. I think that's in my lock draft video. Oh, the one going to the sideline, turning away? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will say it got copyrighted, though. Um, the Big 12 did not like that I was using their content. Oh, the Big 12 needs to shut up. <laughs> Yeah, but, I mean, YouTube, we're way past, I'm not going to be an up-and-coming YouTuber, and we're using that term lightly and complain about monetization, because it's been complained about. Has it really? For like seven or eight years. You know what the funny thing is, is I started doing this, and I make the joke that the name of the podcast was almost talking to myself, because my wife doesn't like this stuff. Um, <laughs> so I found an outlet to talk about stuff I'm interested in, but really, with me, I'm doing this for fun. I mean, same reason you are. It's something I truly enjoy. If could if I ever could make money off it, yeah, I'd do it in a minute. But oh, Michael Irvin is just loving life right now. Look at that big old grin on his face. Michael Irvin's in seventh heaven. NFL game day morning is going to be fun with um, Michael doing on the line and then talking about seating lamb. <laughs> <laughs> Jacked up. My favorite um, NFL um, early morning thing I've watched so far was the day after uh, the Buckeyes hung 62 on Michigan and Rich Eisen, of course, went to Michigan and they had fun with him. <laughs> I mean, it. Ba- <laughs> poor Eisen has just been getting beat up. So what do we have here? 18, 19, 20? 18, 19, and 20. So we're talking Miami. We're talking the Raiders and 20's Jacksonville again. Oh. Now you think Jacksonville, um, who'd they take at nine? Jacksonville at nine, C.J. Henderson. So you think they go back-to-back defense? Again, they got to protect Gardner Minshew. Um, I really do think they got to protect Gardner Minshew. And obviously, I made the defense of their C.J. Henderson pick by saying um, that you have to go get your guy. But don't you think if you're going to take an offensive tackle, you would have taken one already? Unless they had C.J. Henderson rated higher than the offensive tackles they thought they were going to have at nine. Um, Yeah, I would have taken one already, too. 
So let's talk offensive weapons for these guys. Let's talk defensive weapons for these guys. Uh, you still have Grant Delpit. You still have Kalevon Chase on. You still have Epinensa. You still have um, Gross Matos. You also have... Um, oh, now his name's escaping me, and I should know this. Middle linebacker from Ohio State. Um... What is his name? Now this is driving me crazy. Whoever. Um, or you can still go offensive line. You can take Ruiz to play center. You can take... Um, one of the other guys that's still left there, a lot of places Jacksonville can go. I don't know if they have to go defense. Um, what about their wide receiver core? They just uh, lost Marquise Lee. Uh, he went to New England. So they have to add a wide receiver at some point, um, whether it be depth or uh, Justin Jefferson or Jalen Rager here. I think if they go depth, they go late with Donovan Peoples-Jones, as much as I hate him. Uh oh. You know who would be good here? Who? For them, Denzel Mims. Denzel Mims wouldn't be good. What about Ayuk here? I haven't watched much on him. I, I have a third-round grade on him, so I'm not that – I'm low, but by default because I'm not um, – you know, that's on me. I haven't watched a lot on him. Well, listen, he's a Herm Edwards guy, so you know he's going to be prepared. You know he's going to be able to play physical because Herm is a very physical coach. Um, you know, Herm's favorite player when he was playing was Wayne Corbett and Lavernius Coles when he was coaching the Jets. Um, so let's see. Listen, uh, I'm very, very interested, intrigued with Miami here. Um, I just got another message. Justin Blackman going to be back this year? I'm not sure. Yeah, me neither. Nick just asked that question. Um, let me tell him. I'm glad we're only doing the uh, non-playoff teams because my brain is starting to... Yeah, it's starting to hurt. Yeah. I like the... Uh, I like when I just get the riff, though. Picks in. Oh, we do. Okay. Baron Browning's the, the linebacker I was thinking of from Ohio State. What they're going to do with the Miami Dolphins, Justin Blackman is suspended for life, by the way. He just said. Dolphins and Steelers, all oh, the trade from last year. Make it Fitzpatrick with the 18th overall pick. Yeah, that dude was a Steeler fan and kept saying "Go Blue" during that mock. I was very angry. Oh yeah, I Go Blue. Know. What? <laughs> All right, who's Chris Greer and Brian Flores? A really good tandem last year, and the tank for Tua. They played really good last year. I was very impressed with Miami. Mom. Oh, are you done downstairs? Here we go. We got good news for Tua here. We got good news for Tua. They're going offensive line. <laughs> he just said we got good news for Tua. With the 18th overall pick, the Miami Dolphins will select 
Austin Jackson, USC. USC. See, we're yep. starting to get to the surprise territory. That, that, that top ten really was pretty traditional. And then, yeah, outside uh, of Thomas to the Giants, which wasn't non-traditional, but not the one we expected. Um, listen, Austin Jackson, I had said it before, you have to protect Tua. Uh, you got to protect Fitzmagic this year. This kid's going to go in and start because there's no more Laramie Tunsil. Um... Yeah, I, I really like this. I like this kid. He's a... Uh, USC puts out good linemen, too. See Anthony Munoz. And he donated bone marrow to his sister, who was sick. So that's big with me. Cool. Okay, so we got two more picks left that we're going to go over. As Frank had mentioned before, we will be back Saturday night with a draft recap on the clubhouse. Uh, you going to do YouTube with that, too, or is that just going to be pod? Uh, Zoom is weird with the recording for me, so I'm going to try to figure out a way to get a video up. Um, this is easy. Yeah, I could do StreamYard. Um, but if I can't get video, then I'm just going to run the audio uh, over a couple, few images probably. Okay. Or uh, maybe some film. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, but, uh, yeah, both platforms. And uh going to have a lot of fun with that. Yeah, it's going to be a blast. Um, um, let me ask you one thing quick. I know we're stopping at uh, 20. 21 intrigues me with Philadelphia. You're an NFC East guy. What do you really believe Philadelphia is going to need? Are they another one for offensive line to try and protect Carson Wentz? No, it's wide receiver because uh, the only other one I would say would be cornerback, uh, but they rectified that with Darius Slay. And then uh, wide receiver, you have a myriad of choices. We haven't really seen – this draft, you would think that uh, that top three would even be the – I'm going to use the word traditional again, but it wasn't. It, it, we had C.D. Lamb go to the freaking Cowboys. Like, I don't think anybody saw that coming. So, um, you have your choices of receiver here with Rager, Jefferson, Mims, etc. I think they go Mims because although Jefferson might be the best wide receiver on the board mm -hmm. in terms of need um, and fit, Mims fits better with his speed. Uh, as Sonny was saying, I don't know if you remember, but I think Ryan had picked Justin Jefferson and then Sonny counterpointed with the fact that you need a guy to stretch the field more than you do uh, go up and under in the 5-10 to 10 range. Yeah, because he was a big uh, D-Jax fan. Um, I remember him saying that. So listen, Miami's first round at 5-18. and 18, Tua and Austin Jackson, not a bad first round for Miami. They got a bunch more picks coming up, especially with the haul they took in between Minka Fitzpatrick and all the other guys. Um, yeah. I can see them going Caesar Ruiz at 26. Here's something that uh, the Raiders pick is in. Here's something that Nick just brought up. He brought your boy up. Well, my boy that you took at 32. J.K. Dobbins. To the Raiders. Mm. I think if J.K. Dobbins. I think if J.K. Dobbins goes to the Raiders, Mariota's going to start. Why do you say that? Because they're going to run the zone. Yep. Okay. Uh, he said players here, Mims, Swift, uh, and Dobbins is who he thinks they're going to go with. I like DeAndre Swift. I just I think Jonathan Taylor's a better back. 
Oh, okay, so 19 is in. There's Gruden and Mike Mayock again. Yeah, uh, here we go. Let's go to the commissioner and find out what the Las Vegas Raiders are doing. I'm only good at this because ESPN's predictable. Dakota would be sitting here at pick 19 as the Las Vegas Raiders welcome their second selection to make a special announcement. As you may know, we are scheduled to host the draft in Dallas, excuse me, in Vegas this year. And we thank so many for the effort they put forth to prepare that possibility. And we think you deserve another shot. So we're happy here to announce that tonight, the Las Vegas Raiders will host the 2020 NFL Draft. Congratulations to Mark Davis, the Raiders organization. He just said they'd host tonight. We look forward to being there in Las Vegas. You probably know 2021. 2021, I think, is in Cleveland. With the 19th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft. Here we go. The Las Vegas Raiders select Damon Arnett. Damon Arnett from Ohio State. Wait, let me throw it up. Let me throw it up. Uh, so let me give the uh, let me give the background. Damon Arnett, uh, 2019 second team All Big Ten uh, corner, played the opposite side in a lot of slot uh, on that Ohio State defense. Um, he is. Listen, he played three quarters of the season with a busted hand and still had some of the best PF, uh, PFF numbers coming out of college. Uh, he is a quick, good feet. Uh, would have had good hands had he not had a busted wrist and wore a cast and played most of the year. But listen, Arnett was told by Chris Carter to stay a year in college. He did it, and now he's a first-round pick for the Raiders. Gruden stays in state. The Ohio boy takes the Ohio boy. Damon Arnett at 19. Yeah, PFF loves the uh, the Ohio State, especially this year. Yeah, well, and Damon Arnett are two guys I've seen a lot on social media. Yo, Kuiper's like looks like he's losing his mind. <laughs> uh, listen, he's a Buckeye, so I like him. But just watching him, he's really good. Uh, so who do who do they have playing opposite him then? The Raiders. Mm, let me think. I. Beats me. We'll do it another time. Not worried about it. Um, I can look it up right now. All right, cool. I'm watching. Oh, oh Mayox running his mouth. Here we go. <laughs> wow, we've been doing this for two hours and 40-some minutes because we were on for a few minutes before we started this. Flying by. No, it's not. <laughs> uh... Let's see here. Oh, I knocked your water over. Sorry, Ollie. I they got excited Damon, with the pick. Uh, they have Damien. Oh, what's his name? David Emerson. Um, okay. Yeah, that's all I. That's all I got. Yeah, and they, what they just showed is him playing a slot against Donovan Peoples Jones. Now they got him on the outside in the uh, Big Ten Championship game, um, running slot uh, against slot receivers. Here he is in against uh, TCU two years ago, playing uh, off the ball on the run, and now he holds a little bit. Uh, he won't get burned deep because he's quick. But the Raiders added a 
fly wide receiver and seven picks later, they got a quick corner to go with them. And our final pick of the night is in. Jacksonville's pick is in. Uh, we're looking at Gruden right now. Um, let's see when they go to it, and then we'll wrap it up, and we'll uh, go from there, sir. So where do you think the uh, Jaguars are going? <sighs> Dude, I have been wrong every time I have said something. I think uh, I've been wrong, probably, as well. Well... We're the uh, we're the Tristan Works fan club. I think we were really pushing for that. They built the top ten, and he never did. Well, we were hoping for him at ten. Let's be honest. Um, Jacksonville, Jacksonville. Again, uh, we got C.J. Henderson last time. I'm still big that they have to protect Gardner Minshew. If they're not going to go there, they should go defense. Uh, in the AFC South, Grant Delpit would look nice. Considering, now I don't know if you saw this, Malik Hooker's on the trade block. Yeah, I did see that. <laughs> Nick just sent, no idea in this pick, bad franchise, I'd go with a wide receiver. <laughs> Me too, Nick. Um, although I like safety here too. Uh, Delpit would be nice. Um, this could be the Brandon, Brandon Ayuk pick. Yeah, I'm not Patrick Queen here. Hmm. I remember that. I like him uh, for them. Uh, I've I explained it. Uh, I think that just, again, his versatility, uh, it's not like they don't, they haven't needed off-ball linebacker. Um, and he's not a great coverage linebacker, so, I mean, it's not like a, but it's not going to be a thing. Uh, Nick saying either LSU got Justin Jefferson would be nice here too then. Yep. But, um, Jason's still on the board, is he not? Jason's still on the board. Gross Matos is still on the board. Eponence is still on the board. Um, the size thing must be a real big concern for teams, um, for Jason. Seems that way. Would, yes, you make, uh, would you make Jason a 3-4 linebacker then? Yeah, because if you think about it, he's very similar, similarly built to uh, Josh Allen in Jacksonville. Okay. So I wouldn't have taken, I, if that's the case, I won't take him here because you have that um, Josh Allen build already there. But, yep. yeah, I, that's actually a good call. Let's see what we're going to do here. Oh, now we got the Conor McGregor commercial. Oh, my God. Uh, for ESPN Plus? Uh, ESPN in general. Is that where else do we believe that sports thing? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then he walks. His walk. Again, I like Connor. But, oh, that's the that's the one of the little kid the with the disability uh, deadlift, and that was pretty cool. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. The, the commercial, yeah. Don't say there's no place like sports. That little girl from Kansas is going to get pissed and sue you. Um, sorry, I'm tired. <laughs> um, to our two people who are watching, I know one is Nick because he's been with us the whole time. Um, and I can't tell who the other one is. I know my sister's been on. Um, I don't know if it's one of my friends or if even, uh, somebody else. I want to thank you guys for being on here. We are going into our final pick. It is a Jacksonville Jaguars at number 20. We decided to cut here because it is very late. The NFL draft for some reason takes forever. 
Um, but again, we're going to go through the final pick. We're going to remind you where we can be found. And then Big Recon itself will be back next week with something new. And, of course, we'll be on the Clubhouse pod on Saturday with the wrap-up of the 2020 draft. Um, That's going up on Sunday. Yeah, it's going up on Sunday. Or uh, Monday. Maybe Monday, because we'll see. So real quick, as I've done after each pick, uh, the top five that are left, Xavier McKinney, Justin Jefferson, Kalevon Chason, Kenneth Murray, Jordan Love. That's an interesting one for the Jaguars. Are they that in love with the mustache? No, I don't think anybody can be, but... Uh, Nick wanted me to tell you, great job. He watched the whole thing. He was glad he was a part of it. Um, and he said to stay safe. And Nick, same to you, bud. Uh, he popped off already. Picks in. Let's hear it. Jordan Love, but where is Jacksonville going? With the 20th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Kovan Chason. They went Chason. LSU. So that's interesting with him and Josh Allen on the same defense. I kind I kind of like that. I like this fast uh, linebackers that can go sideline to sideline. Hold on a minute. Really, dude? Down you go. Come here, Ollie. Uh, down you go. All right, so now my cat's made his YouTube debut. All right, so just real quick, I'm going to recap what the draft has been so far. Um Burrow to Cincinnati, Chase Young to Washington, Jeffrey Okuda, the top three really didn't change from any of the mocks anyone saw. Uh, the first surprise for me, of course, was Thomas at number four to the Giants, which you love because you lo- you know you need the offensive line. Tua, number five to Miami, Justin Herbert, six to the L.A. Chargers, not San Diego, who I've called them that several times. Ollie, come on, man. Uh, seven, we have uh, Brown, Derek Brown went to Carolina. Uh, Isaiah Simmons goes to Arizona at 8. C.J. Henderson, really the first, what we would call, kind of reach in the first round, goes 9 to Jacksonville. Jedrick Wills to the dog pound in Cleveland. Uh, By the way, Odell already sent him a tweet saying, I guess we're cool now since you went to Bama and I went to LSU. Uh, The one that made Frank and I drop our jaws was Mekhi Becton. Um... Yeah, to the Jets. Henry Ruggs III goes to the Raiders. Uh, Tristan Wirfs is now protecting the Tomp- the Tampa Bay Buccaneers blindside. Uh, Javon Kinlaw is going to wreak havoc next to Nick Bosa out on the coast. Jerry Judy goes to Denver to give Drew Locke somebody to throw the ball to. Uh, A.J. Terrell, or is it C.J. Terrell? A.J. Terrell. A.J. Terrell, the biggest reach so far in the first round to the Atlanta Falcons, but like the Atlanta Braves, they like to bring in the kids from the hometown. Uh, CeeDee Lamb makes the Dallas Cowboys very scary. Uh, I would have gone defense, but I mean, yeah, that's... Listen, that's you, if they make it attract me in the NFC East, I don't know if there's a defensive secondary that can keep up with them. Yeah, um, we could see Mims to the Eagles right now. And their pick is in. Do you want to do 21? Yeah, I'm here. All right, me too. Um, so, and then we went uh, Austin Jackson as one of the few things I did get right tonight. Uh, they did have to pick uh, someone to protect Tua. Uh, Damon Arnett, that's three Buckeyes in the first round, I think the third or fourth year in a row. Um, 
goes to the Raiders and the Ohio boy in John Gruden. And Kalevon Chason rounded out the top 20 to Jacksonville. Uh, before we get Philly's pick, I want to say thank you to Frank from Clubhouse for being on again, to Nick, who I affectionately call The Greek, um, being our text message special guest on the other end, and to the one person who has watched the whole thing. I'm sure I'll hear from you at some point in time, whoever you are. Oh, wait, that's you, dude! <laughs> You've had the stream on the whole time, haven't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I've been telling two people, and I'm talking to the same guy who's watching it. Um, <laughs> so I never realized it showed up like that. <laughs> yeah, it tells you how many people are watching it. Uh, so, Frank, before we get Philly's pick, tell everybody where you're found. Uh, yeah, so the Clubhouse Sports Podcast, all platforms. Really trying to grow the YouTube channel. Um, but if you're listening on audio, come over. Um, pretty, pretty much the same. A lot of uh, a lot of film breakdowns from me and Nate, who's our uh, resident safety uh, defensive back for my high school, and uh, he's doing a lot of defensive back breakdowns, uh, as well as MMA and grappling stuff. Uh, we bring a lot to the table, but uh, not taking it that serious. Uh, I have a podcast; I don't have an ego about it. <laughs> um, so, but. There's also the uh, articles over at timeskewed.com, uh, Giants contributor over there, and uh, Andrew Thomas' article is going to be up tomorrow, and then we'll bang out the rest of the rounds over the weekend. Uh, very excited about that, to kind of get a deep dive into the Giants draft. And then, of course, Mike is going to come over on Saturday, and we'll talk the draft as a whole. So, uh, big thanks to Mike for having me on. Uh, it... Uh, Always appreciate the platform from anybody. The fact that we're even even able to do this is, is kind of crazy. So yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Um, so we're getting to twenty one. Trey Wingo's doing his long lead into it. You see Doug Peterson and Howie Roseman. Uh, real quick, big recon on sports. As I had said last episode, every episode from here on out will be multimedia with on Anchor and Google and Spotify and yada yada yada. But also the YouTube channel will have everything. Uh, at Big Recon on Sport on Twitter and Big Recon on Sports on Facebook. Hey, Google. Shut up. Uh, so, obviously, I'm a very Google person. <laughs> you know you're doing it live when, Frank? <laughs> uh, so, Peterson's texting and Howie Roseman is kind of standing. It's Howie Roseman's wearing a suit. How are you wearing a suit, dude? You're at home. I'm wearing Ohio State sweats, t-shirt, and a hat. This is not that serious. Here we go. Last one. Before we announce the Eagles selection... Roger, just do it. I want to personally thank our fans for your contributions to the NFL Draft Fund. If you're able to give, we encourage you to go to nfl.com slash relief and contribute to those most in need. And we thank you again for your support. With the 21st pick... In the 2020 NFL Draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select Jalen Rager, wide receiver, TCU. Jalen Rager out of TCU. There's another reach. There we go. I like him a lot. I think his speed, uh, his burst, all the traits for a wide receiver. Uh, He has a lot of reception after catchability. But, um, yeah, if you have to get your guy, same thing with the Jags with C.J. Henderson. Go get your guy. Um, they need the speed on the outside, and they got it. And you can also put him in the slot, too. 
No, I hear you. And this is one of the guys that uh, Sonny had even mentioned going there as opposed to Justin Jefferson. Well, yeah. listen, the back end of the draft is going to be pretty big. Um, we'll talk about that more on Saturday. Again, thank you to Nick uh, for being uh, – yes, Nick, that was a shock. Uh, thank you to Nick for being on. Frank, again, thank you so much. We'll talk to you on Saturday. This is Big Recon signing off. Everybody, thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of the draft, and everybody stay safe and healthy out there. We'll see you soon. All right. We're out. So listen, man, thanks again. Um, get some uh, get some rest, and I'll see you on Saturday, bud. All right. Talk to you soon. Take care, bud. Thank you. Bye. Well, you heard me saying, signing off with Frank at the end there. I didn't get to stop it. So, uh, as again, we'll, Saturday we'll be on Frank's show, and then we'll be back next week with another episode doing our own little wrap-up of just the Browns picks in the seven rounds of the draft. Uh, again, as always, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, uh, Radio Public, Twitter, Big Recon on Sport, Facebook, Big Recon on Sports, and, of course, the YouTube channel, which is now going to be the main cog in the Big Recon on Sports world. Have a great rest of your Thursday night. There's only an hour and 15 minutes left. Take care, guys.